0: Welcome back, Cuzzies, to another episode of the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. If this is your first time tuning into the Coaster Cuzzies, this podcast is where one best friend gets stranded at a Hooters in Niagara Falls, and the other one talks to me about roller coasters, theme parks, and shenanigans. Your hosts for the show today are Coaster Bro and Chef Jeff. Take over again. In today's episode, the Cuzzies will be continuing the Cuzzy Road Trip, crossing the border into Canada to eat poutine and get our creds at not-paramount Canada's Wonderland, and we picked up a local to give us some credibility here, so stay tuned and listen to the Cuzzies in your ear. What's up, Chef Jeff? Not a whole lot, man. I uh, just got back from Disney. Hey, you're not not the only one. I'm out of breath from wearing a mask in Florida.
1: (laughs) I bet. Uh, We already started talking about Disney, so I guess I should introduce our next guest. Our next guest is a legend from the Prairie Coasting podcast. Can usually be found in the backseat of Leviathan or on Pirates of the Caribbean. One of the two. One of the two, you can find him there. Welcome to the show. The guy that saved Prairie Coasting. (laughs)
2: Mitch.
3: Hi. Yes. <laughs> thank Welcome, you for
2: that Mitch. very wonderful intro and you basically summed up all aspects of my personality so i don't have any more anything else to introduce so happy nice. to be That's here the Show, yes and Great. i loved
1: i love to call you the guy that saved prairie coasting because before you came along sweet logan was just talking about lifeguarding and just kind of talking to himself and i, I love that but um it's great to see you coming and give that show a little direction
2: you know i feel like we i feel we always say that like we complement each other in the best ways when when he's up i'm down and another way around so um I, while i did enjoy his Pontiac sunfire rants at 2 a.m <laughs> last summer you know what some you know what you need it it was collective trauma we all went through with the uh with the pandemic but uh, it's been so much fun being on there. It's been over a year now we've been doing that. And uh, I can't believe we have all that under under our belt. So, yeah, yeah. Yes. So if you're living
1: under a rock and you don't know what we're talking about, Mitch is from the Prairie Coasting Podcast, which basically I just kind of consider you guys as like brothers of whatever we are, I guess. Yeah. Like we share the Cuzzies Discord together and um, we like started around the same time. So it's just like, We've always just been supporting each other, and I'm excited to get you on the show. We've had Logan on. I'm waiting for the right opportunity to get you on, and holy cow, it happened because we're we're going to Toronto today.
2: You're here, yeah. Welcome to uh, Canada. It is fall here, and uh, I'm so happy to show you around our lovely city, um, the fourth largest city on your five-year-long road trip that you're going to go on. Um, I love that so, you know that fact. Yeah, it's something like it, it's some of like that, but it is. Uh, a very, very uh, awesome city, and I'm excited to show you around.
1: Yes, but before we do, you both actually came back from Disneyland and Disney World, and I think I should give you guys an opportunity to talk about it. I, Mitch, I don't know if you want to go over like a, a brief thing or just plug your show here, because I know you've been talking about it a lot on uh, Prairie Coasting, but this is this is for you guys. Tell, tell, how was disneyland
2: disneyland was excellent so funny enough the day we're recording this the actual full episode is about to drop right now i think like oh, later sweet. today Good. of all we actually had my my friend talia on and we we actually discussed like there was like a two hour long recording of it so if you want more in-depth details about that go check out that episode which will have been out Already, when this comes out, but just very high level. Did three days, three full days at Disneyland in California uh, in the middle of October, and it was just the best time ever. It was my first time back since April of 2019, but um, Disneyland was my home Disney Park, I consider it being lit- growing up in the West, but uh, it was just so good to be back. Uh, my first time ever writing the Star Wars Land Rides, the first time ever riding the Web Slinger Ride at California Adventure. And then my first time being back, that's been like, I've been fully vegan too. So I had five meals a day. Um, uh, am sure anyone who <laughs> follows my thing, I actually posted like food credit counts every day. So uh, that uh, Disney food is probably my favorite um, part of the whole experience. And I know for a fact that our friend Chef Jeff has a lot to say about Disney food. So I'm going to pass it on to him to talk about the Disney World and all the amazing Disney World food that he was posting about.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. And actually, before I jump into that, I don't know if you guys saw this article floating around this week. There was—I uh, have to pull it up again to to see for sure. But this dude put himself through college, saving a whole bunch of money by getting the meal pass at Magic Mountain because it was minutes away from where he was working. So was eating for a hundred something bucks a year.
2: That's incredible. Uh, ridiculous like if you live near six flags park within you can get that membership why not it's like the best deal like if uh, i had a
0: job with like with great health insurance i would move right near an amusement park and just purchase a meal plan i mean that'd be bad for you but i mean that's like genius
1: i remember uh, a a teacher that i'm friends with he, he used to teach at a high school like right by worlds of fun And he joked about, like, getting the meal plan and then just going during lunch to, like, ride a coaster or during his plan, ride a coaster, get some food and come back. I don't think he did, but he should have.
0: It it blows my mind. The the neat little hacks. I don't know why, like, I've never heard of that happening before, but I'm glad somebody did it. I
3: I would
2: like to see what his organs look like.
0: Oh, it's probably a dumpster fire in there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Magic (laughs) Brown has some... Vegetable dishes, like some, but we're not talking like.
0: I actually French fries?
2: I don't know what is actually included on the Magic Mountain Dining Plan, but you know what? If it if it does the job, if it if it does the trick, then why not? There might and be kelp. peppers on your nachos. Oh yeah, yeah, Maybe. absolutely. There's like a piece of lettuce. I think one sad little piece of lettuce, in between a burger and the toasted bun. I think. And, like, with mac and cheese on it and bacon yes, as well. Yes, pork. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And that would circumvent a gripe that we had when we were there. Uh, I don't know if you ran into this, Mitch, but uh, when we went in, uh, what was it, 2016, Cal- like, nowhere in the state of California will split a check.
2: Nowhere, no. Oh, so my. so weird. California, it drives me crazy. We were, like, every time and we'd be, like, doing the math on our – the on the on the receipt and they'd be looking at us like we're crazy and i'm like that is in canada you have to ask for the bills to be together like it's totally opposite of it 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 drives me crazy and like they they are an anomaly i promise
1: yeah even at like disneyland they'll be like "Mm, screw you you're in california here's your one check i know (laughs) it's like this is disneyland why the hell can't i get what i want screw you pay me
2: yeah, they're they're at least happier to do it in Disneyland than some of the restaurants. When I, we were in San Francisco, there were people who legitimately like almost didn't do it for us. And at bars, they won't. At bars, they'll they if you order two drinks, it's one bill. And I was like, oh, can we do two? No, not nothing at all. So don't know why California is like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it drives me crazy.
0: Feel free, Californian fans, to explain this phenomena to us and how we can convince them to stop yeah them,
2: they they can't like the the waiter told us like in the world of venmo we don't see this and i was like sorry in canada venmo is illegal like we can't we don't we don't do it and they're, they're like oh wow. and i'm like yeah then because um, money transfers in canada are regulated by the government so we actually have like a free service that's run by the government that we can transfer money to any bank account like we can send it to our friends oh. but at the same time it's just more of a hassle than just doing like doing two checks I just but want to pay. anyways that is, I could ride about that all day.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, sorry to bring up a sore subject. So I'll, I'll dive right back into Walt Disney World. Uh, actually, this was the, the last park I f- uh, visited before the world fell apart. So it was nice to pick it up where I left off. And actually started uh, at the last of the parks that I visited, which was Epcot. But I'll, uh, before I get into that, uh, this was my first time staying at a Disney Resort property. Uh, stayed at the all-star music resort which is one of the uh, budget resorts we'd say Um, closer to a price of like a normal hotel but honestly like didn't really feel like they were like it was a budget place it was it was still very nice very clean Uh, the disney spirit was all around um, and had an on-site arcade cafeteria gift shop and several pools that you don't even need like a key card to enter you just Waltz right on in and get your swim on. Nice. Uh, the only weird gripe I had about it is something I forgot about from the last visit. Uh, Florida water is very soft, which means come shower time. I don't feel the same cleanliness that I do showering <laughs> at home in Missouri because <laughs> uh, our water is gritty as hell. Um, but uh, not really a Disney problem, just something some folks out there might appreciate knowing if you're going to go visit.
1: Wait, so, no, wait Wait a second. I'm not... Mitch is over here shaking his head that the water is soft. I don't believe you guys.
2: It is. You don't ever feel fully refreshed in Florida. Like that's why I question why people live there is like it's so hot and (laughs) the showers don't even make you feel refreshed. It's very strange. And I was there in August and they heated their pool. So the pool was Uh, like a hot tub and I'm just like, I just want to be refreshed. So I don't know. I I just find Florida a place where you never feel like you're at your best. You always feel like you're like, 80% 80% all the time
0: and I usually have a slow boil of a sweat going on regardless of what I'm doing but being in Florida with a mask on a lot of the day really cranked it up so that was that was a particular thing I really did notice <laughs> sorry sorry for the overshare but uh yeah the imagery uh, of you just always sweating oh, yeah forever burning Let's my say, brain we're
2: talking through the trauma about traveling going through Disney this is right up my alley so yeah. I'm happy to <laughs> derail about that
0: Yeah. But I'm glad I'm not crazy and that somebody else knows about it because it's uh it, it was a very real thing. None of the showers made me feel like I like actually was clean. So bring bring a gritty soap or something. I don't know is my best recommendation. But uh, yeah, um, one of the so uh, to to counter that with a big positive, um, our flight got in kind of late and we didn't eat dinner. We did have a, a stop off, but it was pretty much off one plane right onto the other. Uh, So when we got to the resort, it was, I want to say quarter to 10, uh, but the cafeteria that's on site is open until 11 every night, uh, which was clutch because it was late. We were hungry, approaching hangry. uh, So it was nice to have that there. Uh, The pricing, I mean, amusement park pricing for the food, which i mean we're coming to disney we already know what we're getting so but thankfully the food was good and uh that cafeteria probably had the best pot roast i've ever had which is a weird thing to brag about in the middle of well it's not really summer anymore i guess it's october uh, november now but uh yeah it was really really good Uh, we did take the provided shuttle service to our property from the airport uh disney is dropping that after the turn of the year so I'm not sure what the surface will look like after that. I know the company that currently runs the shuttles intends to run something, but it might be on a, like a purchase plan kind of deal. Um, so I, I don't know if they've released an official plan of what that looks like, but I hope, you know, whatever it is, they are able to continue it because that was a super clutch thing for us to be able to do. So, yeah, I, I, I just love the availability of that to, to get a, a bus to any of the parks as well as to Disney Springs. Uh, so that was that was really really nice. Um, the property also provided us with special 50th anniversary cards for like uh, park accesses that also worked on our room door. So that was nice. Um, I, mine has Donald Duck on it, so uh, they had a choice of like eight different characters. I, I almost went Pluto, but Donald Duck was calling my name. So I love that dude. Yeah, agreed. He's so, so angry. Yeah, right. Uh, and I used to be able to do an impression, but not anymore. It just, it doesn't sound good. So I I'm think you
1: should anymore. try it. I think you yeah. should try it right now.
0: <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, I can't <laughs> even like get into it. I used to be able to do it, but not, I just, I can't even get into the spirit anymore. So I'll just uh, trudge on to uh, circle back. We are, uh, day one was at Epcot. Uh, it was the food and wine fest. Uh, and yeah. We got in early as a resort bonus uh to make sure i'm sorry and then we made sure to clear test track soren and the ratatouille ride early on which i would say are kind of the big three to make sure you clear before the line builds up
1: um was ratatouille then, you're one of the p- only people i know that's ridden it it was it, you wrote a
3: too.
1: Uh, disneyland paris excuse me oh.
3: bitch <laughs>
0: speaking <laughs> oh. of the
1: fridge is that is that what Rad Two he says? In the-
0: no. <laughs> so Rimi. my first imp- my first impression of the ride getting when we finally did get to the front of the line was that uh, it looked like we were boarding oversized Roombas that were uh, designed to look like mice, which was or, or rats, sorry, uh, which which was cool. The ride it was very very cool, pretty uh, excellent on the theming. Um, it, it's it, you can kind of tell as you go ride to ride how old some rides are versus some of the newer ones, because it's a lot of dark rides, of course, but you start to see the technology evolve ride to ride. Uh, this this was a really, really cool little ride. Um, I will say it was a, a short ride. Um, so if you are planning on a visit to Epcot and uh, aren't getting to the Ratatouille ride first thing, um, they do. I, it's hard for me to justify the the. I can't remember what it's called in full. The genie pass uh, for whatever the the, uh, lane. the light. They have lightning lane for individual rides that you can purchase, uh, and then they have a step above that, which is the whole day, um, which actually was more cost effective for Magic Kingdom and uh, Animal Kingdom. Um, but it, I wouldn't say too many rides at Epcot justify the cost of going full genie. Um, so if you're going to use it on any of the rides, this is probably the one, uh, because the line is very long and the length of the ride is not compared to others. It seemed to be a pretty short ride, uh, still very, very fun, uh, and very, very excellent on the theming. Um, I had a blast. It was just, I felt like we waited a long time for the payoff that we got being pretty short.
2: So
1: genie uh, plus genie plus is what you paid for. Yes, and then you could do Lightning
2: uh, Lane for additional rides if you wanted to. Yeah, for like yep. Rise and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, but the the Genie Plus is essentially returning to the old Fast Pass system. Uh, at least the tier that we bought was you can reserve one ride at a time. Mm. So um,
2: very, very similar
1: recommend. to what Disneyland was doing with
2: Max Pass. Yep. Yeah.
1: Which I love that. That was oh, Max
2: Pass. Oh, so good. Thousand percent, thousand percent worth it. So, like, I mean, that's a whole, this is a whole another discussion. But as a person who obviously isn't an annual pass holder who visits Disney once a year, G- G- Genie Plus is something I will one thousand percent be purchasing because Max Pass, like, I, this is totally an aside, but I had purchased Max Pass for these Disneyland tickets. And I got refunded my money for it because obviously like that, but there was the max pass was still attached to my tickets. So I still got, um, I still got the, all the ride photos and all our, our photo pass photos. So I got free photos, pass photos and ride photos. Oh yeah. That's was awesome.
1: We, uh, we got to do that for our honeymoon too. Um, so good. Just unlimited photos. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't, I never think about getting the ride photos and probably, you know, it's it's an occasion, so you might as well. I it just didn't occur to me. We were taking pictures all the time anyway, just not some on are rides. Better than so others, I too. don't believe in
2: that. Like the Splash Mountain <laughs> ones are usually pretty good, but the the one the ones on Pirates at Disney World suck. Like they're always bad. So
0: I'll have to get them from Cassie. She did take some screenshots of our on ride photos. She she did show me, and there's a lot of them where both of us just look so unimpressed, like <laughs> accidentally because neither of us know the timing of where the cameras are uh but it we just it looked we looked hilariously unimpressed in almost all of them uh compared to the people sitting near us so uh nailed it on that front Uh, it it, we didn't get lightning lane for this one but it did turn out to work in our favor because as soon as we got under the awning it started pouring uh and pretty much was raining uh, until we got through the ride and we're done it was like drizzling by the time we got out and then stopped which is just great because Florida is already hot and humid enough as it is. So adding to that, we did get a couple rides on a a personal favorite, which is the journey into imagination with figment.
1: I love figment so much. I do too. I never Uh, rode the old version of that ride, which I think is why I love it so much.
0: I, I will say compared to the last visit, and I don't know if it's just like a supply chain issue uh, with COVID and everything, but aside from the 50th anniversary merch, they seem, the parks seem to be hurting for merch, like, <laughs> as far as a variety compared to normal. Um, I don't know if that was by design or, like I said, supply chain issues, but, the like, the Figment ride getting off, there wasn't, you know, we were, we were kind of, because that's uh, Cassie's favorite character, uh, is Figment. Uh, we were having, they, they didn't really have a whole lot of variety, so um that was a, another thing i noticed i hope that that changes going forward because you know you want some cool stuff to take home Hell yeah! but uh yeah after uh figment uh we did get on to living with the land which is another favorite i love sitting on that little boat watching how the food gets made and learn how we live with the land so i'm gonna be uh, honest
1: with you guys this is gonna be kind of a hot take but i don't get it i don't get that ride Really, I don't get the cult it's, following for
2: it. I guess like it's like one of my favorites in Epcot. <laughs>
1: Why is it good?
2: I I just it's like the spirit of Epcot, like okay. it's like the old spirit of, of Epcot, and like I don't really like Epcot that much as a whole because it's just like a it's like a it's a park you have to pay to enjoy, uh-huh. and so it's like one that's like one of the few parts of it that's like kind of been left alone. I think it's one of the only, besides Spaceship Earth, that's been, like, fully left alone. So that's maybe why I love it. And it's so relaxing and air-conditioned and everything like that. Like, it's not, And and I don't know. I'm not a big Soren fan either. So, like, all yeah. the crowds go Soren and I just go straight to the living with the land.
1: <laughs> you go ride Soren, I'm going to ride this three times.
2: Soren is just, like, oh, God. Like, it's just, it's, yeah. Ep- Epcot's not, granted, it's not my favorite. But that's mm. just me.
0: I, and so I, I kind of echo a lot of what he said. Um... it's it does a good job of explaining kind of the vision of what epcot's there for and uh, there's a series on disney plus i've been watching uh they they have a lot of content about like the the history of the parks and stuff and kind of what the point of epcot is is you know insight into uh, how we can continue progressing forward in different facets of life and it's just kind of cool to see, you know, I, I, I enjoy gardening and stuff. So it's kind of cool to see their setups with the food and everything. And uh, like you said, a a very relaxing break from the rest of the park where it's nice air conditioned chill. And just, it's, it's a great place to decompress. I think if you're having a, a, if if it's a a hot and frustrating day with the several people who have no spatial awareness, constantly cutting you off with their strollers, you know, the rest of that, I'm not bitter, Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I, I I enjoy the ride. It's it's a great break and a, a good opportunity to learn. I would say if you're if that's up your
2: alley.
1: I don't like to learn.
0: I can
2: tell. Uh, Epcot, <laughs> the old the old ino- Well, I mean, I don't think I ever did CommuniCore, but the old interventions was so good. I loved Horizons, loved World of Motion. Like I miss, I like I don't know. I I love the old Epcot, and I think Epcot's going in a good direction, but like. I don't know it's just I don't know some right now it's just it's going through something Epcot's been going ever since Horizon's closed Epcot's just kind of been what am I yeah I
0: don't have a lot to pull on because my first visit was in 2019 so I I will say about the main changes we saw were the positioning of all the construction barriers (laughs) so I I mean and some of those are gone now Right, and some of them are in different positions. It's it's that that's my I, I I can't wait to see what the park looks like without all of that because my only experience with the park is the the hub is just a bunch of wooden walls. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, we did get also to ride the uh, the frozen ride, which we didn't get to last time. I don't remember if it just wasn't open yet or if it was going through maintenance, um, but we did get that in this time. That was pretty nice um we, we rode the three, ride the three Caballeros ride uh, i probably mispronounced that so i apologize uh and spaceship earth of course um and then did the food and wine chowed down on plenty of a plus grub uh some highlights for me were uh, the lobster rolls again cool. in the u.s uh paella in spain and mm. uh i think my favorite of the day were the kebabs available in morocco i'm a sucker for for couscous so it was served over a bit of that it was really good um and then did lots of walking around the shops it was it was a good day uh we did much to the disappointment of my uh, ailing everything uh did a couple laps around um that back half of the park, so World Showcase. a couple yes, laps, I yeah, around
2: World Showcase, yeah. Uh well done, because we're masochists. Oh my God, um, I do like one, and I'm just like, like take me away. Trust <laughs> me, I
0: was, I was burying some frustration, but you know, I did still want to do it. I was having a good day, you know, just trying to settle back and remember I'm at Disney. Uh, the idiots are not permanent. That are butchering my ankles with their everything. So, um, anyway. I think uh, you had
1: some run-ins with some angry parents.
0: <laughs> I didn't, like, personally, but and it was just. Are you the guy that got kicked out of the line at Ratatouille? Was that you? No. No, no, no.
1: Okay. No. I just want to make it was, sure.
0: It was am worried a about you. Yeah, no, you're getting this. The second day was at Magic Kingdom. Um, a particular highlight here was for the 50th anniversary there were golden statues representing uh characters like all over the park uh so it was kind of fun to keep an eye up for those uh my personal favorite was like stitch was just on a wall uh, as you enter tomorrowland and if you didn't look right like as you're walking into tomorrowland you wouldn't have noticed he was there at all Uh, but he's just like creeping above like a table that's there just outside that uh the the cafe that's there um but that so that was cool uh, a lot of them were in the center surrounding Walt and Mickey um I did get a picture of a few of those one of them I sent into the chat was a golden poo um that's just too funny the golden, <laughs> poo. Um, the golden we, poo. we started the day with Haunted Mansion and ended it with the small world ride which we did twice through the day uh so that is stuck in my head um purged it a little bit by watching uh rocky horror picture show the other night and now the (laughs) time warps up and stuck in my head but uh yeah i like to torture myself uh but at any rate um we did take a break from the park uh went back to the hotel to relax a bit before going back to see the uh the fireworks and they had a really nice little end of night celebration they they did have uh a few adjustments made to the castle to celebrate the 50th Um, I don't know if I uh, plugged those pictures in the chat, but I will get them uh, if not. Uh, And then did get to see the uh, updates made to Tron so far. Um, I think the track is at least complete on the outside portion um, and has uh, a lot of the awning constructed, just not a lot of detail or color to it yet. Um, But it is coming along. I'm excited to see how it looks in the end. Uh, we rode people mover a couple times to get to see that we had a little bit of a panic because early in the day it said uh, that people mover and carousel progress weren't going to be open and then they Mm. did eventually open i would have rioted if neither of them did but we're good i
1: I wouldn't have gone into tomorrowland if those both were closed
0: right there's no real reason to otherwise in my opinion (laughs) uh i we i didn't we so we bar one in animal kingdom we skipped uh, just about every coaster, otherwise, because mm-hmm. uh, of uh, Cassie's ailments. But um, you know, I, I rode them all last time, so it's not like I'm—I was needing a credit or anything. Uh, I've done Space Mountain at two different parks now, so you know, I know the drill. <laughs> you but, know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, the the end of night fireworks were really really cool. Um, the park was pretty much about as busy as i expected it to be um the as far as the, the masking uh they only required it indoors uh kept ours on as much as possible anyway uh, but it's florida so i had to vent a little bit um and then the uh the last day uh was at animal kingdom we didn't get to hollywood studios this time but would like to return turn because I still have yet to get on any of the Star Wars stuff um, but as far as Animal Kingdom uh, we did um, Flight of Passage twice inside the first hour we got uh, in line immediately uh, but it also booked our lightning lane for it so we pretty much circled right back around and did it again uh, Flight of Passage was my favorite thing I rode for the entirety of the time it, it, it is it's a very neat experience if you've never gotten to, and despite the long, you know, if you have the opportunity to get in first thing and do it, get it out of the way early, do it.
1: I, I I hate Soren
2: and I love that ride. Really? And I hate both. (laughs) (laughs) simulator rides just aren't my thing. Like I'd much prefer like a, like, like a track list because with the Ratatouille system, I've done rise mystic manor, Ratatouille Pooh's honey hunt, and one more track list. so like it, that is more my style granted so i'm just not a simulator fan but i can see the appeal of, of flight of passage i can't see it of soaring but i can see the appeal of flight of passage for sure
0: I, i'm going to i'm going to do a little uh, admission here and be vulnerable for everybody um, i got a little emotional writing flight <laughs> of passage for some reason like I I, when i was in high school like i one of my Uh, dreams was to be potentially a pilot someday so this kind of helped me realize that because they they did a good job at creating uh the sensation of flight i would say um the only so my only gripe about the ride is i wish we had some longer dives than we did uh to to make it feel like we were going a little faster because it felt like a lot of those were cut short but all the same it was I, i had a really good time on it i i don't have a lot of simulators under my belt so it's um other than that, and Soren, um, but I, I did really enjoy it. I don't know why I got emotional, but uh, it happened. So now you guys know and can make fun of me for it.
2: <laughs> I, I cried after a couple cocktails on my fifth ride on Millennium Force. Uh, Millennium <laughs> run. It wasn't even my first ride, but I was like my first time being pilot, and I had a couple cocktails, so I cried. Don't so don't even yeah. cry on Small World. Cried on Pyro. Okay, I <laughs> most rides at disney
1: i'm pretty sure every trip review i've ever heard of yours mitch there's some sort of crying involved and i love it Yeah,
2: exactly either crying because i hated it so much or crying because i loved it so much so (laughs) um so after that we got into
0: uh, we did the navi river ride uh wandered over to do the safari over in the harambe village uh forever in our hearts harambe um rest in peace homie yep uh, and then we, I can't remember the name of the show, but they had uh, this really cool kite,
2: like giant kite and floaty show going on at the oh, big pond yeah. area. Kite tails, yeah. Or yeah. Is, that, is that the new kite Tail one? Is that the new one that's that they're everyone's making fun of right now? I yes. I
0: enjoyed it, and I think they rotate the content of the shows because the one we visited, um, I want to say it was uh, characters from the Jungle Book uh but when we walked by it later in the visit um there were characters from the lion king out there yeah i've there.
2: seen lion king but i haven't seen jungle book so so that that was
0: pretty cool um and then kind of we we didn't have a long day uh at animal kingdom you know we we did a, a lot of it already um and it's you know by and large uh i would in my opinion kind of a, of a smaller park so you can accomplish a lot of what you need to pretty quickly um, so we, uh, we, the one thing we wanted to make sure we did was get over to the dinosaur ride and finish that. Because when we visited in 2019, the ride uh, stopped mid-ride uh, <laughs> and we had to uh, evacuate. So it, we got to see the ride with all the lights and effects oh, off. That's yeah. pretty cool. Which was, which was an experience. So it was nice to like actually finish the ride two years later. <laughs> so uh yeah uh so that that wrapped up our day there then we got out to disney springs did some shopping they had a lot of really cool merch out there at uh, uh at disney Springs. that was probably the best of the shopping was there versus the parks uh a lot of cool 50th anniversary stuff um got into Earl's sandwich for the holiday turkey of course let's uh, go uh and then uh we went back to watch the closing ceremonies at animal kingdom cause you have to Can't do it. Uh, and it did not disappoint. And then, uh, we were on our way, uh, kind of the, there was a little of a frustration trying to leave. Um, our flight was delayed about two hours. So, uh, we had the foresight to book a new flight, um, leaving Charlotte, it just, we would have to stay there an extra six hours. But, uh, when we landed our original flight had just left. So that stunk. But, uh, yeah, we were on the runway to leave for, uh, almost two hours because the, uh, the rain delay that was there, uh, caused a massive backup of, uh, departures. So that was, agonizing sitting in a i i this was also a change for me because i had never flown anything other than southwest before this trip it was oh. so we, we uh flew an american with it was pretty nice not much different i would say so but yeah all in all good trip uh, glad i went i'd like to go again soon
1: I think we'd all like to go to Disney World again soon.
2: I was about to say, absolutely. And good thing you didn't fly American this week because they canceled like a thousand flights this week. So oh, glad it wasn't this week. That
0: was, so I don't know if it was relevant to weather, but I w- we were talking about how we were thankful we didn't fly Southwest this time because they were canceling a bunch because of staffing.
2: Yes, yeah, I heard so, that. Dang. <sighs> Just, yeah.
0: it's the times, man.
2: I know the day they can't. we were in San Francisco and they canceled a bunch of Southwest canceled a bunch of flights and we were flying Alaska thank God like from between San Francisco and Santa Ana and so everything was all good on that end but I've heard not good things.
0: It's I, I you know and I haven't flown since that was my first flight in two years for the same trip so it's I you know I can't say anything for the more recent operations but Southwest has never disappointed before but I'm a also a creature of habit and won't change unless i need to so
2: fair i've never Move flown it. southwest before so
0: yeah. i heard good things it's it's a budget my my favorite thing about them is that uh the checked bags the i think it's two or three per person
2: that that's a major key it is
1: if you got a lot of crap fly southwest
0: <laughs> right yeah we that was the 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 only real drawback is because we decided to condense our stuff into one checked bag which made getting uh merch a little more limited um but but the, the one checked bag we got was 30 bucks so
2: it is what it is
1: i'm just kind of pissed i didn't go to a disney park this month
2: come on go, go on down like I need to. I, i'm it the one month after i come back from disney is truly a time when i need to I have all my friends and family tell me not to book another trip to Disney because that one (laughs) month where it's like oh I could I could go back easily especially because Disney World's like a two and a half hour flight from Toronto so uh, yeah it's uh, it's it's just so I'm I'm almost there I'm almost at a month now since I left so I uh, hopefully not book another trip in the next couple days really proud of you, Mitch. You're doing great. You. Wow.
0: And I have to apologize to both of you, especially uh, Mitch, while you were talking, my dog was throwing a fit because I live in an apartment, uh, second floor on the stairs uh, by the parking lot side and anybody that's walking up or down makes her throw a fit. So if you hear whining in the background, yeah, that's
1: nobody's being good.
2: tortured. That's just my dog being pissy. I
1: thought Dope. that was theme park stud. So thanks for clarifying. Also, yes. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's just all right. the trying to get in. He wants to he wants to come to Toronto, but not <laughs> I'm, do,
1: I'm done being at the Niagara Falls Hooters. <laughs> I've ridden the, the kitty coaster on top of the Burger King 84 times. Please let me in the podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. Yes.
1: <laughs> all right. Well we gotta go to Canada. It's time to go. This is what the show's all about. We're on the great Cuzzy Road trip. And what better person to bring on the show than Mitch the, the are you a Toronto native, I guess?
2: No, no, I'm not at all. I'm born and raised in the prairies like Logan. So I am in 500 years. When you finish this road trip, one of your very last stops will be in the Pacific Northwest of Canada. So you're going to do Oregon, Seattle, Vancouver, Edmonton, and then Calgary. And then that's where I grew up, Calgary, about like six hours north of Silverwood is is basically, that's where I grew up. But it was literally two years ago yesterday I moved into this place in Toronto. So I'm officially two years Toronto local. (laughs) So no's enough. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I also had pandemic times here. So all I could do was explore. That's all I did was during last year during lockdown is drive. Yeah, I
1: understand. All right. Well, Mitch, you've been to Toronto. Why don't you give us a
2: general overview of Toronto? Absolutely. So, welcome to Canada's largest city and the capital of Ontario. So, Toronto um, is located in the province of Ontario. It is on the Great Lake, Lake Ontario. So, it's officially part of the Great Lakes Megalopolis. So, all the way from Chicago and Milwaukee. Yeah, I know. It's a big word. All the way. Chicago, Milwaukee, Detroit... Cleveland, um, Buffalo, everything. And then this is the Eastern part of it. So basically one giant city, um, but it has, uh, it's like pretty old. I think it's like from the early 1800s or late 1700s. I think it's theirs, which is a much older than where I'm used to or in Calgary, where it's a much newer city. But um, overall... Uh, the city of Toronto, where I live, is about 3 million people, um, has, you know, your sightseeing things like the CN Tower, you've got the raptors here, you got Drake, who lives five minutes from me, um, and then you've got all these surrounding cities that are kind of like the suburb satellites, and in one of them, called Vaughan, is where Canada's Wonderland is. So Canada's Wonderland is, as we were talking about, is a little bit, is a... Cedar fair park. Wow. I almost said Disney park. That it pretty correct. much is Disney. It, it honestly, it, oh, it's all Canada's Disneyland for sure. Like I <laughs> for sure is. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it was uh, built in 1981 and it is a, uh, it is a staple of Toronto, but as the, in terms of the city itself, um, I love living here. It's very, it's very much like Canada's New York. I'd say like, especially in downtown Toronto, it, we have our own little Canada's times square called young and Dundas. Like, it it, it's it's kind of it feels like new york so um, i would say that uh, once you get to western canada you'll see i would say the 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 more true canada like the mounties and the mountains and the snow and the beavers toronto is just basically like upstate new york it or or michigan it it feels exactly the same which isn't a bad thing it's just not i would say canada but uh but yeah overall i love it nice so
1: what are some of the attractions that you would recommend for people that are coming to go to Canada's Wonderland. And they obviously – you don't just want to go into Canada's Wonderland and leave. You can't do that. This is Toronto. This is the fourth biggest city on our stop. You can't just pass over that. So what do you got, man? What are some attractions I need to check out?
2: Um, so, if I were to say there like, things actually to do, um, I would say one of my favorite things is taking the ferry out to the Toronto Islands. So, what it is, is there's just a set of islands in the middle of Lake Ontario and it's like an $8 ferry, um, but you, that's where you get the quintessential view of Toronto. And then over on the islands, there's actually a coaster credit, there's actually a little theme park on the islands. Yeah. It, they, I've actually never been. I, every time I go, it's closed, but the Toronto Island mine coasters is and enF e- ENF miler on the islands, there's beaches, there's bars. There's like a barbecue and beer place, like right on the Island in the summer. It's just, there's a nude beach. If you would like, if you're into that sort of thing, let's go. There is, it is an, it is so much fun. It is like, and you can rent paddle boards and ski and everything like that. It's like one of my favorite things to do in the summer. And plus you get like the view of Toronto, like with, CN Tower and everything like that so while I would say going up the CN Tower is cool um like you get to the top of the CN Tower and you see everything but the CN Tower which I guess (laughs) is like kind of like the only cool building to look at in Toronto but that's just me I'm going up it tomorrow actually for a work event so I'm excited for that but (laughs) I don't know if I'd say I'd recommend the CN Tower but definitely the islands would say I would say number one um number two randomly at the base of the CN tower the company Ripley's like you know like the Ripley's believe it or not museums like the things one in Gatlinburg they yeah. opened up like an aquarium at the at the base of the CN tower but yeah. it, I was thinking it'd be like more of like a whimsical Ripley's aquarium nope it's just a just a, a regular aquarium and it's actually kind of cool like I it's definitely like kid focused, but I I'll spend a couple hours at the aquarium it's like not a bad price I I I really like it. I think that's like a fun kind of midday, especially if it's like super hot or super cold out. Um, I love the aquarium. I love going to that. Um, I also love, um, I mean, it depends if you're into museums. I, I like museums in the best of days. I really like the Art Gallery of Ontario, the AGO, but there's also the Royal Ontario Museum, the ROM, which are, if you're into museums, that is, those are available to you. Um, but in terms of anything else that are things to do that I would honestly recommend just walking. Toronto is very similar to New York and you just really want to get that street, street vibes. There's a thing called Kensington Market and uh, Kensington Market is kind of like an outdoor market with just people and music and that sort of thing that is highly, highly recommended to just kind of walk around and uh, and see so yeah I don't know every time people ask me what things to do in Toronto is I'm like you just gotta walk and just see the city and kind of pop into places there's some weird stores there's some weird places but but uh, um, yeah yeah it's it, it's it's really cool a little bit further out is the zoo and that sort of thing but I would say you just gotta kind of walk and, and explore and see the sites and and that sort of thing so yeah
1: I would say you had me at nude beach and kitty coaster so uh, right
0: sorry to, to address this so late as far <laughs> as the nude beach is concerned well it does sound like a good time i can't be nude that far north in north america because i'll be mistaken for sasquatch um <laughs> oh god
2: <laughs> uh, te- technically toronto is farther south than places like minneapolis or mm, seattle so we are we're pretty far if you're up if you're up when we get to edmonton that's freaking no that's the furthest north stop on the trip edmonton is but uh, no, this is this nude beaches. Uh, I've been, been a couple times. I have not been. Uh, I've not chosen to partake in the nudity. However, it is a very uh, eye-opening experience.
0: <laughs> I, I can only imagine. Now to yeah. address one other thing that you mentioned, the, the Ripley's Aquarium. They actually just opened one of those here in Branson, uh, and I visited that this year. And it was, for what it is, it's. It I can confirm it is a pretty cool little oh. uh, short stop. So yeah. I, I liked the it. One. Uh, apologies, Coaster Bro, but uh, I did like it better than I liked Sea Life. Oh,
1: Sea Life sucks.
0: Yeah, as far as aquarium chains go.
1: Yeah. I would say um, I went to the Ripley's Aquarium in Gatlinburg, and it's actually one of my favorite aquariums. It was really good.
2: Um, did you
0: ever go to the Georgia Aquarium?
2: Yeah, I've been. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I just, I, this I like to go. sad, But besides the whales, I'm, I love the Georgia Aquarium.
1: Yeah. yeah. The whales are
2: wild. Oh, yeah. And the whale sharks are crazy there at the Georgia Aquarium. So,
1: though you go, yeah, you see the whale sharks. You're like, holy shit. Animals are that big. Yeah. And in a tank. And in a tank.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's still, it's like jaw dro- jaw dro- jaw dropping.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I felt that way. I saw, orcas at a sea world yeah like they're they're awesome to look at but i can't help but feel like they have no business in there oh but yeah well i won't get onto that aside oh no
1: at least there let you. them ride like manta or something you know
0: right <laughs> get them in the plus size seats yeah. oh my god maybe, maybe tillicum wouldn't have eaten that guard or the person if just got some rides in
1: <laughs> you know that's a great enrichment activity we should talk to their aquarius
0: Oh my god. Yeah, I am, uh, <laughs> chef Chef Jeff is now banned from all SeaWorlds. Chef yeah. Jeff. Speaking of you being a chef.
1: What about the food in Toronto? What did you find? I know Mitch is going to have a lot to say here too cuz Mitch eats in Toronto unlike us. So uh but go ahead and start. What do you got, man?
0: Yeah, so I was I, I actually I wanted to ask Mitch before I just dug in and dropped whatever the front page of Google was telling me is good locally um, because it's always better to get it from somebody who's nearby. And actually, uh, Mitch got a list put together for me uh, with some help, if I understand it correctly. And I actually found I didn't really have to stray from that because there was a lot of good looking food there. Um, I'll list off what I've got, but by all means, Mitch, add anything that you want as far as uh, additional notes about each place or um, extra places that should be visited. Um, but I'll start off, uh, you know, it's Canada, you got to have poutine at some point. Mm. And the, the, the one on the list that looked really, really good was called nom nom poutine. Um, and it, it looks like a pretty simple place. They've got seven different poutine dishes with a couple vegetarian options. And I'd probably devour every single one, uh, you know, not a trip to Canada without getting some poutine under your belt. So uh, it it looked very, very good. And they've got pictures of all their dishes on their site. So I highly recommend checking that out. Um, The next is called Piano Piano, uh, which looks to be an upscale Italian restaurant with some great options on deck, including some uh, fancy but excellent pizzas. Uh, It looks to be a good place for a date night, but be prepared to break out the checkbook. I will say that uh, reading over the menu, there is a lot of... Uh, items
2: are around or above 30 dollars so uh um, this
1: is a, i'm just looking at pictures of it. it's pretty
2: and also th- that's in canadian dollars so y'all americans your money's gonna go further up here so you're yeah. laughing
1: take your hot yeah. day to piano piano
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah th- it, it did look very good um and it does look. I, I I don't know if they have like a dress code or something, but it definitely just reading the menu made me feel like I needed to go put on a suit or something. So, um, put on your after suit that, and spaghetti. Say it again.
1: Put on your suit and eat some spaghetti.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, get the spaghetti all over the suit. Mm. But uh, yeah, after that. So this was actually uh, something I was not aware of uh, as far as like a local Toronto thing is the. Pea meal bacon sandwich Uh, and it looks like the place to get it's called carousel bakery which on their site lists them as cash only uh they are at the st lawrence market um and my understanding this this is the go-to place to go uh their site listed plenty of their accolades including uh, visits from people like bobby flay uh so you know gotta go uh i i do you know that's now a bucket list item for me i didn't know it existed looked up pictures of it now i gotta make it happen Uh,
1: hold on the sandwich looks super basic what what makes it delicious
2: sometimes simplicity is excellence
3: okay
2: yeah it's just no. It's just a thing. Like so, Saint Lawrence Market used to be before they infilled the Toronto Harbor. Used yeah. to be right on the water. So literally, the ships, like all the, because it's quite farming area around Toronto. Yeah. All the farmers would come and when and would put their stuff for market, and all the ships would come in with the fish from the ocean and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And that market would just be where everyone bought and sold things. So it's still today as a market. So that Carousel Bakery has been there forever. And back in 2011, my very First ever trip to Toronto. Um, when I stayed with a family member, and she brought me there, and I actually have had this female bacon sandwich. So, so female <laughs> bacon. I don't know. We've talked about it on, the, on the, the the Prairie Coasting show before. It's very similar to what you guys call Canadian bacon. Yeah. So it's female bacon or back bacon up here, but Americans call it a, a Canadian bacon. So it's like very simple, but it's like a little bit more gritty if that makes sense like I, mm-hmm. I, I can't explain it but honestly it's pretty good and it's like yeah like Jeff said very Toronto like cash only St. Lawrence Market is very historical um, it's just in a really cool area so that's another thing I'd, I'd recommend going to and also having that that sandwich it can actually get quite lined up at that sandwich place too mm.
0: yeah that that was something they mentioned is show up early because the line the line develops And they had a their their booth looks really cool too. It's very colorful and looks like a kind of like a some carousel action going on. Um, Now, real quick to the end of uh, Saint Lawrence Market before we move on, um, is that kind of a theme in there where it's cash only, um, or is there, you know, I don't know if you've been there recently, but uh, just you know, helping anybody who might visit prepare, um, is is that a common theme there?
2: honestly no it's not um some of the older retailers it's very similar to other stops you've been on the show where basically anything that's like historical or you know those places that are like like to keep themselves in the past it is cash only but i would say canada is even a bit more card focused than the u.s um i would say some bars are cash only like some like like dance bars like clubs and that sort of thing but um but uh overall i'd say cards but if you're visiting Canada, I would say it doesn't hurt to take out a couple, couple of those very colorful plastic bills um, to uh, to have on you just in case. But I would say for the most part, you should be good for your card.
0: I do appreciate the tip. Yeah, I figured it would help anybody who might be visiting. I still need to get my passport and make it happen. I uh, I can't believe I've never had one, but we'll have one someday. Yeah, soon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, the next uh, I added on the list is uh there's actually a few locations for this place and it's called fresh uh caters to vegan vegetarian and gluten-free cravings uh the menu looks delicious and uh i'd like to see a place like this i don't know if there is any in the us but if not i'd definitely like to see across the border because there's a pretty delicious looking menu um i was particularly drawn in by Uh, at least their current listed uh, featured soup, which it looks like they rotate uh, after a period of time. But the current one is a pearl barley and pepper stew. uh, That sounds delicious. And one of my favorite soups personally is beef and barley. So I'm a sucker for that. So uh, it looked delicious, but overall the menu, um, you know, I've not delved a whole lot into uh, veggie alternatives. Uh, as far as like the, uh, I don't know if it's said differently, but like the chicken, like the chick pastrien, n, uh, they have a lot of that on there. Um, and, but, you know, I, I, obviously they wouldn't be able to develop if, if they weren't delicious. Um, so I would like to, you know, give things a shot. Maybe I find it like it and can start being better to myself.
2: <laughs> but uh, And yeah. honestly, Fresh has, Fresh is like probably the place I take people when they're like first going they want to try vegetarian or vegan food it's just like has I think a really robust menu a lot of things that they like people recognize which is always a good thing when you're kind of introducing someone to a new cuisine but I would say they're staples so I'm trying to find a picture because I always take pictures of of um, whenever I go so I actually live walking distance from one of the freshes which is very dangerous (laughs) um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh they're known for their what, what they do is they actually encrust their onion rings in quinoa so it's quinoa onion oh. rings and what it does is it makes them extremely crispy but oh, yeah. not as greasy so they're not like falling apart great like the even. Even, even if they're kept sitting in just like a heat lamp for a while, they're still crispy because the grease... Oh, I just I just passed them. They're, the grease is still there. So, like, you can see it, they look a little weird, but they're so crispy. Oh, wow. I'm, I am I was Googling it as we speak, it's, and, and um, they I'm going to get my passport just for that. <laughs> they make their own house-made dips, which is the major key. So that's a vegan garlic aioli, and mm. it is... So I would say fresh is amazing. And one of the things they do have in some of the locations are wood fired pizza ovens. And for vegan pizza, I would say this is probably my favorite vegan pizza, because what they do is they make the cheese not really its main thing. They have all the toppings and everything. And then these are dollops of sauce right there. So it's like Mm -hmm. very saucy, that sort of thing. So fresh. I am right there with you. That is one of my favorites.
0: I I didn't even, I'm sure there were other good options because you sent me a handful of uh, vegetarian or vegan options. That was the first one I looked at. And I like, I could have been at it all night looking at the stuff you sent me, but I I got to it kind of a little late last night. Um, So, you know, I still intend to revisit a lot of what you did send me, but this this one looked excellent first listing. So Uh, yeah, yeah, fresh. Um, I, I'd like to go honestly, if I, uh, if I do get up there soon. So, uh, the last one, I have to always end on some kind of funny note or include one somewhere along the way. And there's a listing called glory hole donuts with the tagline, what creams are made of, um, (laughs) which is just a plus, uh, my book, um, the donuts look great, like really great. Uh, quick image search has you thinking this might be one of those gimmicky donut places that dumps a bunch of shit on top for the sake of it. Looking at U Hertz, which is a local place. I think they moved up to Kansas City recently, but I, I think they're way overrated. Uh, these donuts, though, look like they're made with actual love. Uh, and they have vegan donuts, too. So if uh, you got a sweet tooth and you're vegan, hit up Glory Hole.
2: Yeah, it is confirmed. Very good. My very first birthday here in Toronto. My friends got from Calgary got um, the Glory Hole delivered to me, and because they do they do donut delivery around the city as well. So major key, very fun. They're just like it's cheeky and it's fun, but like you said, they're still made with love. They're not like just for Instagram. They're act- they actually are, are are really really good. By the way, they if you are googling
1: uh, Glory Hole donuts, don't just Google Glory Hole like I did. Make sure you add oh. the donut part.
0: I I wanted to add Toronto in there to really drive home the specificity because, (laughs) like, I was afraid to click on images after searching that. But but all the same, uh, so just to kind of compare, there's a place local that uh, at least started down by me. Uh, I know they've got a location up in Kansas City, and I want to say some in St. Louis now too, but it's called Hertz Donuts. And uh, initially they were okay, but I think with their popularity, their quality really slid. Uh, and, but to be honest, a lot of their menu is just uh, donuts, frosting, and then they dump a box of cereal on top. And it's, it's just not attractive to me anymore. So I, I, I'm a simple man, though. I, my, my personal favorite's a good raspberry jelly filled. Mm, so, I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the, uh, the food I've, I researched for uh, Toronto. Mitch, do you have any others that uh, you feel garner a shout?
2: it's it's hard and I, and I also want to caveat this with saying like Vaughn where Canada's Wonderland is like I, I there are there is some good food up in the suburbs but honestly a lot of it is chain like and and I mean some non-Canadians might want to go to some Canadian chains but even when I was looking at that list and sending it to you like there are some local places closer to the park but really for the best food you're going to want to go into the city and like we mentioned, it's just such a big city. There's so much good food. You you can just do a quick Google search or TripAdvisor or whatever, or or just or text a local of what they what you want or what you're feeling like, and they'll be able to give you a million options. So I could honestly go on forever about about this, but I think you touched on some really good ones. Piano Piano is very good. It, I wouldn't say it's a dress up place. Like I definitely would in the summer could wear just like a Hawaiian shirt and shorts, and that's why I would never send anything that's like not that's too dressy i hate dressing up like that nothing um, like glory same. hole no 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 You gotta wear um, a suit to
1: grow up glory hole <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the only i think the only one you did you mentioned that i haven't been to is that non non poutine it's actually just on been on my list because i want to try it with someone who like wants to go and 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 try poutine that's kind of thing because toronto just just for you like just for everyone in the future montreal where i think you're going either next or soon ish is much more known for poutine and hey if you want me to help I, I don't know i can help out with montreal i've been a couple times but i'm not a local um bonjour bonjour comment ça va? sorry it's my french um but they're much much more known for poutine and they have much more like all different levels of food they have like the takeout poutine they have casual they have fancy poutine but toronto it, it, it's here and there like you'll you'll, you'll still find it um but uh, no i think you did a really good job of it i think we could probably do a whole episode on just vegan toronto food it's just so overwhelming and amazing yeah. but um no i think it was a very good intro and if anyone needs toronto food recommendations just hit me up yeah
0: uh so real quick one question about uh uh, nom nom poutine. Uh, the first one they list is their traditional with fries, gravy from Quebec, and cheese curds. It did get the vegetarian tag. So mm-hmm. I am curious, like, what is the, the, the gravy base? I guess.
2: Um, most vegetarian gravies are made out of um, like a mushroom, so- mm. similar kind of thing. Like, most of the packaged gravies that you find in stores are vegetarian because they're made from soy or, or mushrooms, that sort of thing. But honestly, when I make gravy, you just need to make a roux, like flour, and a little bit of oil, and then just put your seasoning in. And honestly, it's really good. So I would say most of them are made from mushroom, but a lot of them are made just with a lot of just with oil and spices, that sort of thing. So um, I think that there is the two vegetarian options. And I think you could just make it vegan by removing the cheese. But unfortunately, at that point, it's, you might as well just go for a vegan poutine that like at, at fresh or something like that. So, um, but, um, but yeah, no, it's yeah. I just, it, it, they get, it, has really good ratings and I hear things about it all the time, but, uh, they, uh, I definitely want to try it.
0: Yeah. Oh. Uh, I appreciate that. I, the, that, you know, I, I didn't really think of that. So that's, you know, it, it, definitely makes sense. I, I'm, I didn't really care for mushrooms as a kid, uh, but with, the increased amount of like actual ramen I consume of late, mushrooms are more present in my diet, and I'm actually, you know, I, will saute mushrooms for other meals, just as an add-on now, and I don't mind them like I used to. So it's you know, let it
1: them makes know, sense,
0: chef. I bet it's delicious. Yeah,
1: <laughs> let them know. All right, we gotta get to the part where everybody came here for. You get it. Yeah, Canada's Wonderland. We gotta talk about it. This is why people come to Toronto, at least the people that listen to this podcast, this is the reason that they come to Toronto.
0: So uh, why don't you hit us with a little bit of a history lesson, Jeffrey? Um, Canada's Wonderland opened to the public in 1981 after a two-year construction period uh, and cost about $120 million at the time to build. Uh, They had 12,000 guests on their opening day. It was run by King's Entertainment Company in the 80s and early 90s until Paramount purchased uh, or uh, stepped in for full ownership in 1993. I think the figure I read was prior to that they had 20%. Um, but after that was known as Paramount Canada's Wonderland. Uh, when Viacom bought Paramount in 1994, uh, there was an increased family presence at the park after Nickelodeon characters were introduced to the park. Uh, there was continued over investment through the years until Cedar Fair purchased all of the Paramount parks in 2006 where the park returned simply to Canada's Wonderland Uh, with Cedar Fair's continued investment into the park. We got a couple of the larger coasters in more recent memory, including Behemoth and Leviathan.
1: Beautiful. Didn't know. 1981 seems young. Seems like a young park.
2: 40 years this year, 40th anniversary.
0: Wow.
2: Congrats, Canada's Wonderland. Yeah, so I really
0: hate that you just said that because the first thing I thought was, "Oh, it's only nine years older than me," and then you said forty, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh no!"
1: I did the same shit in my head. I just didn't want to admit it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well,
2: I have no shame, so it's all good. Next year, Six Flags Fiesta Texas is celebrating its 30th anniversary, and that park opened the same year I did. So, Aww. aging
1: yeah. with te- with Fiesta Texas,
2: yeah, and Disneyland and Paris. And the other night, you know, 92 wasn't a big year for uh, for parks, but uh, but uh, we're all celebrating our 30th anniversary coming up. Wow.
1: All right. So uh, Canada's Wonderland has more than three roller coasters. They have quite a few. They have quite a few and enough to almost fill up a whole fucking page of my notebook here. So um, we'll just kind of go through them in alphabetical order. Yeah, we go with the alphabet here. And um, just kind of general oversight when I'm looking at this lineup, I don't know if this is a fair um, judgment from the community, but a lot of enthusiasts would say that this park has a few standouts and a whole lot of filler. Um, And we can kind of talk about that as we go. I don't know if I completely agree with it.
0: So it's Carowinds.
1: Yeah, Carowinds is kind of that way. I guess all the Paramount parks a little bit kind of had that. Um, have that vibe to them, which is why they have so many roller coasters today. So
0: we'll is, start. Is it the same as Carowinds, where the the filler is also brutal and will leave you needing to go to the hospital? Less brutal. Um,
2: okay. Yeah, uh,
0: I would
1: say it's as. I it, I skip the brutal ones, so.
2: It. Depends. If you learn to ride, it's just like any rough coaster in your in your home park. Everyone who lives near it tends to learn how to ride those coasters. So they tend to start to love them, like the beast or whatever. So like when I first started riding the filler at Wonderland, I didn't like them. But like the more I've ridden them, the more I've like know where to sit, how to ride it, where how where to brace, I've enjoyed them more. And that's and that's I think pretty similar to everyone. I mean, there are people who think like at Magic Mountain who think their coasters are smooth, and I'm like, no but i've only been there 3 times so
1: yeah that jeff to explain that in layman terms to you uh like when you went to world's of fun and rode the boomerang you learned how to ride it with vomit in your mouth you know so so like the locals they they figure out how but to But i stuff. have the
0: difference there is i have <laughs> no love for the boomerang i just
1: <laughs>
0: but you learned how to ride it yeah mitch have you heard that story before uh
2: no i haven't i'm actually quite uh confused. Do you want to tell it Coaster Bro or me?
1: Okay, I'll tell it real quick. So, right. me and Jeff, we get on Boomerang for some reason. I don't know why we did. We didn't need to. But uh, we go through it, and we start the backwards bit, and I think we come through the brakes of the station getting ready to come to a stop, and uh, you know how it kind of stops on the hill, and then you kind of pull in? Yeah. Jeff throws up in his fucking mouth, and like he doesn't spray it at all, but he holds his vomit I turned to him. I'm sitting by him like, you have throw up in your mouth. You're whole, like, you just vomited in your mouth fully. <laughs> and so I'm like, shit, let's get Jeff out of here. And uh, th- it parks. My restraint comes up. Jeff's does not. <laughs> Jeff stays down and they have to come and unlock him. And then he goes over the edge and throws up over the edge into the rocks. And the crew was so thankful. Oh my! <laughs> that you just threw up wow. in the rocks and, and no downtime god,
2: the rocks as well because where you get off at the bat at Canada's Wonderland mm-hmm. the, that is all right onto the queue right below so <laughs> thank god that the layout of the worlds of fun boomerang is uh is uh, conducive to to that yeah. emergency
0: and, yeah and to to defend myself with an explanation uh I don't know when specifically it happened because it didn't used to be a problem but for whatever reason, somewhere in my 20s, uh, suddenly going backwards on rides doesn't agree with me. So I tend to avoid those rides if possible at this point. Uh, I, you know, I have uh, some workarounds for that. Like, uh, for whatever reason, closing my eyes works. But otherwise, going backwards makes me nauseous. Do you
2: Wonderful. like a ginger? Yeah. I would highly recommend having ginger. I bring ginger with me to the park every time I go to the parks. And it, like, helps because for me, my queasiness comes on, like, airtime. So, like, mm. behemoth. Actually, the number one coast that caused me queasiness is Goliath of the So, I need to have ginger with me at all times. That helps. That's, and then That's a pro doing, tip right there. What? That's a pro tip right there. Yeah, so ginger. And I know this sounds weird, but doing before the couple days leading up to the park, do concussion exercises. So, look up what... People with concussions do honestly it's true my mom got a severe concussion I do her exercise before I go to the trip and you just like follow your your finger around with your eye keep your head stationary if you do that for a couple days before it like honestly does a lot because I get quite motion sick on airtime so highly recommend the tips if you have it Dramamine sells chewable ginger um, that you can buy at CVS or whatever so pro tip
0: I'm down to that yeah and i i forgot all about that until uh, uh, when we went to disney until we hit expedition everest Ooh. for that small portion it goes backwards and i was like mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I was ready for it but yeah backwards portion too yes yes it is so my eyes were closed for all of it as soon as it hit me i was like oh <laughs> so yeah that's a story that now you are uh now you're part of the group because now you, oh, now so, you know that's
2: so happy now you know
1: yeah. All right, That's let's right. get into these damn roller coasters, Chef Jeff. Enough of your vomit talk. Yep. My gosh, I I, mean, I, did, I did learn something today though. That was the yeah. ginger and the wow concussion yeah. exercises. <laughs> I didn't
0: even never would have sure.
1: thought of it. Speaking of not concussion exercises, you won't need it for Backlot Stunt Coaster, the ride that was opened in two thousand and five. The premier coaster. You've seen it at Kings Island. You've seen it at Kings Dominion. But have you wrote it at Canada's Wonderland? I don't remember what. Mitch is it in good shape. Are the, are the effects working at all there?
2: It's somewhere between Kings Island and Kings Dominion. So okay. re- very recently, all the light effects, like literally, when I say recently, I mean like in the last two weeks of Haunt, yeah. all the light effects started working again. So the so like okay. the the police lights and that kind of thing. Nice. But fire is fire's been a long time since it stopped working. So when you go through the break run, you still kind of roll through it. Mm-hmm. So it's not as good as the King's Island one, but it's in much better shape than the King's Dominion one where there's like not even sounds yeah. and there's and, it, and it's super, super rough. So I would say, and they're, they are giving it some TLC. They've removed the billboard. You know how you blast out of the billboard? Yeah. They've removed that completely. So they're doing some TLC to it in the off season. We, we're still yet to see what it is but um i'm hoping that they're gonna just you know repaint through that sort of thing but it's running really good like after riding all three this year i would say it's running really good you get some good positive g's and if you're in the back row leaving that um that billboard you get ejector and it hurts it's (laughs) like a hurt ejector but uh it's a good ride it's like it's my i'm a launch coaster fan so i love it
1: this is one of the few coasters when uh went with my wife and theme park said to the park that my wife is like, we need to ride that again. I love that ride. So uh, kind of cool to see. And it is sad when the parks let those things, because it used to be these elaborate coasters seem to Italian job and Cedar fair got it and just kind of kept it and butchered it and didn't take care of things. And so it's glad to see that they are at least attempting to make that thing still good. I would love to see a retheme of that at some point.
2: I know like it would it, be so easy to retheme that like a just like a police chase or I don't know something mm-hmm. like that anything um, yeah especially with that whole tunnel section like you could add some rock and roller coaster style um effects in it I mean like it, the pitch block is cool but um no I actually know a lot of people like and you hear a lot of just general guests in the park say that's one of their favorites but launch coasters are crowd pleasers like they really they are. really are they're short but sweet so no I love it.
1: All right, this next one won't need too much discussion. The 1987 edition of Bat, the Vacoma Boomerang. I did ride this one. Fuck it. Jeff says fuck it. Uh, one thing that's unique about this ride, it, the trains came from what's the uh Vacoma ride? Or sorry, the arrow ride
2: there. It came from Dragonfire, yeah. The third yeah. from Dragonfire, yeah. So I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, so they're aero So they're very comfortable. Yeah. And they similar to Sidewinder and the one at um, Discovery Kingdom is they replace the brakes on them. So okay. it's not like a like a like a car crash stop when you come back. It's a much more of a smooth like um come down like that. But I will have to say, Jeff, the backwards section is probably the most intense positive G backward session on a um, section on a boomerang I've experienced. So I love it, but maybe not the best if uh the backwards is not uh, not particularly the best
0: that's okay i'm at a stage in my life now where i'm at a at peace with abandoning credits uh with magic yeah. mountain i did not do green lantern so
2: good choice Air, you still come up back up to canada and ride it soon
0: <laughs> I, I'll, I'll ride <laughs> other stop. stuff but that one i'll just walk by yeah <laughs> there you go
1: all right now we're getting into a really good edition here at least in my opinion i don't know if mitch agrees with this but 2008 behemoth but b&m hyper coaster what are your thoughts on it
2: mitch i like it it used to be my second favorite in the park actually in 2019 it was running without any trim brakes on so it was flying Ooh. it was it was wild it was so so good um, and this was back when I was a baby enthusiast and I wouldn't really like compare it to other rides. I hadn't really written a lot of B&M hypers and I just kind of wrote it. So I really did enjoy it. And Leviathan wasn't running the best that year that I thought. So um, after riding it this whole season this year, I really still love it. I, I still love airtime is amazing. The front row at night is amazing, but I do have to being now it's just a stupid coaster enthusiast we can't just ride it anymore we have to freaking mm-hmm. pair them unfortunately compare. In positive g moments in the valleys it has that staggered seat shake mm-hmm. it just it adds that scramble that diamondback has so when you compare it to even older rides like apollo's which have the four cross mm-hmm. it's just like it's just not even the same it's just apollo's is butter smooth and then um then uh, and then behemoth just isn't so while it's an amazing ride for what it is, it's a little bit on the hard side to re-ride.
1: Fair enough. And uh, my one ride on this, I think I got a back seat ride in the pouring rain. So really hard to like compare it when you're getting blasted in the face. And you're just like, ah, I can't see. But I, yeah, I, I did think the layout for an out and back was actually pretty solid. Once you hit that, um, the mid course brakes, and it's like a little helix. Thing and some airtime. Like, I just thought it was good. So, it's actually my personal favorite at the park, but I do need to get non rain rides on it.
2: Yes. Highly recommended non rain rides. And you're right. The layout, I love it being over the lake. The end helices are really, really. On the
0: sub. Cedar Fair, head name where I feel like he's saying y'all got any more of those trim brakes because they ruin their rides with all of those. Yeah. Sorry. Had a little interjection there, especially on hypers. You know, you want to run, you want to run free. Leave, leave the mid course to bring things to a halt. I know. All right.
1: 1981. We saw the addition (laughs) open with the park. Dragon fire. The arrow coaster.
2: It's, you yeah, know, it's all right. I mean. It's it's a short little ride. Um, I love, love it. I, I think it's great. I think it's a great first drop. Um, I love aero coasters, so that's just me. But it was funny, back in the day, this was like the park's leviathan. Like it was, <laughs> that's why it had three trains on this tiny little track. They, they mm-hmm. built a mid-course so it could have three trains because it was like so popular. I think it was Canada's first, looping coaster well it opened it opened the same year as vortex at cali park mm. so it might have been that and vortex would have been like first. the same yeah maybe vortex was maybe no maybe vortex 82 actually so this might have been it's the canada's first looping coaster so it was pretty it was pretty intense like it was people thought this thing was crazy so i think now i think it's a great place in the park i love it i it always has a walk on and um sometimes you need a little bit of a break from the the big monsters you just need a little mm. uh Little arrow, uh, arrow um, goodness
1: wasn't very memorable for me, but I don't remember it sucking. So Fair. that's kind of all I can hope for in arrow custers. Is I'm not a big arrow fanboy. <laughs> didn't suck, and some of them do. All right,
0: I'm I'm on Mitch's side here. I tend to have a fondness for them. Uh, one of my first ones was double loop at Geauga Lake and check I mean, it, it, it Lake and Good thing, job. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one. George Lake mentioned Pee Wee's Playhouse. We all go wild. The magic word was said. We can move on. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, it looks, you know, it it it. Just looking at pictures of it makes me feel nostalgic, and I've never even ridden it. Hmm. All right,
1: 1999 you saw the addition of Fly the Mac Wild Mouse. I did not get to ride Fly. You know, I was down for rain for most of the day when I was there, but it is a generic. Mac Wild Mouse, which would we say this is the best style of Wild Mouse, the best clone of Wild Mice?
3: Yeah,
2: I I like the drops of it. It's good. They don't have the shin guards like on Net the One at Knots. so it's <laughs> it's it's fun. I, I I like it. Did you skip Flight Deck because it just was that bad of a coaster, or because we're like? They... I
1: skipped Flight Deck because I am reading Green Ink and I missed it. Oh, okay. I was so,
2: like, I was we like, just skip skipping flight deck just since we're not even gonna talk about the SLC.
1: <laughs> we'll go back to flight deck, the Vacoma SLC, which I also did not ride. I had too long of a wait when I was there. Um oh, and theme park stud right. and my wife did not want to ride an SLC. So we skipped it. How is it though?
2: Uh, it's okay. I would say Ednor at LaRonde, your next stop is by far better. But it's pretty average. Um, I've learned how to ride. Once you learn where to brace and where to go, and sitting in the front really isn't that bad. But overall, it's it's a once in a while ride. I, I don't mind it, but I don't love it. I my ears turn really red after I ride it, so I don't love that.
1: <laughs> yes, SLCs are in that camp where I'm like, I really have to be in a like credit chasing mood for me to ride one now. All right, we got 1981. This is one of my secret favorite rides at the park, the Ghoster Coaster by Curtis Summers, which I thought was kind of funny. Curtis Summers did all the 1981 three three wooden roller coasters open in 1981 at Canada's Wonderland, all by Curtis Summers. That guy was busy. Yeah, he was a busy man. But this is this is honestly my favorite Woody at the park.
2: Really? <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i i love the family wooden coasters because they're just so damn fun um I and i just prefer that over like a, a a woody that's a little bit too rough so
2: that makes sense i have unfortunately not ridden any of the other woodstock express um rides because they all don't have fast lane like all, literally not <laughs> a thing one like of the other ones do so i always miss them so this was actually my first time ever riding it was about a month ago at the end of the at, at the end of september So I thought it was okay. It was. It was. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't love it. I thought I was gonna like it more than I did. But um, I think I'm learning to love the wild. I'm. Think I'm learning to love the two Woody's at Canada's Wonderland a bit too much.
1: Uh oh. We'll talk about that here in a second. But right now we got to go the big boy Leviathan, the 2012 Giga coaster that has a nice presence at the entrance. It's a very smooth ride. Mitch always posts stories of the back row of it every weekend, I think, for a while yeah, there. that was multiple
2: times a weekend. So this is your love child, right? This is, this yeah, is the one so for you this year. 20, yeah, I, I've had an interesting history with this ride. I first went in 2011, and I saw it all under, this was back when I was like, then, Really, I, I like coasters, but I didn't know there was an enthusiast world. Yes. Um, I went to Canada's Wonderland for the very first time. And I saw all this construction out front. Because the, the buses used to drop you off right where Leviathan is. And I'm like, why is there all this construction here? Blah, blah, blah. And I didn't even put two. I didn't <laughs> even know they were building coasters. I started to become an enthusiast eight years later in 2019. So um, when I first wrote it, I really liked it. But I didn't find that it was running super, super well. I think the airtime was stronger on Behemoth for sure that year. So, and I got multiple rides, I got night rides on it, but I was, I think I was definitely sold by the third BM later. Well, I'll be probably last on this list. Oh, yeah, that's right. This year, Leviathan is doing something. I don't know what (laughs) it's doing, but it is absolutely phenomenal this year. I, it is just doing so, so good. The, I don't think there's a bad row on it. I've been writing the front row. I've been writing the middle front. I love. I personally am a back row fan because the first drop. but it, is, it really is a religious experience. And so <laughs> I, I haven't done my rankings because I have one more little coaster trip that I haven't told anyone about that I'm going next week. So once I do that, I'm going to rank everything. But I think I can say with some confidence that Leviathan has nudged out my boy Yuki for uh, wow. the number one spot at the park. So yeah. Oh my
1: gosh. That's wild, and I, I thought don't. Leviathan was pretty good. Uh, some people like to shit talk this thing, say it's not Fury enough. Or
2: that's what everyone says. Like it's not Fury, it's not Fury. It's like okay, I understand, but it's yeah. hard to like. I mean, it, you're gonna hate all coasters if you are gonna compare it to your number one. So
1: yeah, I mean, if I if I I could get off every ride and say it's not Fury, yeah, that'd be I, no fun. I never, I never even been I'm on a wacky worm and say that it's not Fury, but it does have an apple. It's true. Fury doesn't have an apple. <laughs> it's not the wacky worm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nineteen eighty-one. We saw the best named coaster in Canada: the Mighty Canadian Mindbuster. My wife's number one roller coaster. If we're ranking by names.
2: No.
0: It puts hair on your chest just reading it. Mighty Canadian Mindbuster.
1: I think I, I. That was like a southern accent. How, what would the Canadian voice of that be?
2: uh like I would be like more like um uh like the 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 brother uh, like it'd be like i can't even do it it's like a gruff canadian like no i can't i I honestly don't know because (laughs) there's not really um, no i i can't think of one because there's really not i'm really not have that traditional canadian accent that's like the more eastern Mm. people have the the Nufi the newfoundland accent like i can't do it like i just can't so
1: i love that well, thanks for at least attempting, kind of. That was good.
2: I'm trying. I say my boots because I moved out east, and here they drop their O's a lot. So I, mm-hmm. I, I known to say a boot here now and then, so.
1: <laughs> Pretty exciting.
0: I didn't do Donald Duck, so it's okay. Yeah.
1: All right. So Mighty Canadian Mindbuster. It's an OG. It's an out and back. Is, how's it running recently?
2: Uh, um, they've re- retracted a decent amount of it, but oh, there good. is still two awful parts i would say um the double down and the helix are just like not good but but if you ride it in a not on a wheel seat like because it has the the ptc trains that are th- the three rows if you ride it in the in the middle mm-hmm. and you kind of start to know where to brace it's growing on me a lot and i wow. and i think i kind of like what i said like the more you ride it the more you hear from people on dick like, tips and tricks well well i I've always said I don't want to be able to ride a coaster that I go to the first time and have to do tips and tricks on how to ride it. This is more just like a personal thing. I'm not going to argue that it's the best coaster in the world. All I'm going to say is that it's growing on me surprisingly. After my first ride on it, I absolutely hated it. So
1: we'll say I rode it. I think I don't know if it was 2018 or 2019. I can't remember when I did the trip, but we did ride in a middle seat in the middle of the car, and it was uh, pretty enjoyable. Mm. wasn't rough. Wasn't terribly That's rough. Good. So not bad. Uh 2001, you saw the addition of the silver streak, the Vacoma Hang and Bang Roller Coaster. Which is it's it's okay. It's,
2: I got I got my credit on it like two weeks ago. It was like one of the last ones I got. And it's almost identical to flying ace aerial chase at Kings Island. And it's it's more of a hang and shake, I would say. Yeah. It's not really a bang it, it it like there are way worse ones so mm. no it's actually it's not bad it's just weirdly this coaster by far it, besides wonder mountains guardian which we'll talk about in a second this is the second longest ride line in the park at all times like it's almost yeah. never under another.
1: yeah i
0: remember waiting a long time for it for some reason yeah it's only got one train i met
2: from the look mm. of it anyway oh yeah yeah it's just a it, there's no there ain't no block oh. brakes on this. You just fly right back into the station.
1: <laughs> Hope nobody's standing there. All right. Yeah. 1998, We saw the addition of Taxi Jam, the Myler Kitty Coaster, and Mitch just
2: wrote it. Oh my god. I can't believe I, I can't believe I actually wrote it, but you usually need a child too. But shout out to some amazing cool ride ops and I don't want to. I don't want to like throw anyone out like, because I know it's not. You get in trouble, but like I don't want to say anyone by name. But like they were awesome. My friend Nick really was determined to get park completion, and we did it. We fit in the same row, rode it, <laughs> it was near closing, and you know what? It. I, I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad that I got park completion on my home park, especially because I didn't grow up there. I couldn't ride it as a child.
0: Yeah, it right. makes me happy to hear that was my one and only uh, guest complaint when I worked at Worlds of Fun. Is I let some adults on Wacky Worm without
2: kids oh my god i you talked about that when we you were on prey coasting yep. back in May. i remember yeah i remember that i remember that uh, that conversation Worms he loves part. to flex it yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right 2004 the edition was the zamperla the layer flying coaster time warp um
2: you also missed another coaster <laughs> i did Oh wait, oh no, you don't talk right. Never mind. You don't consider Thunder run a coaster. Never mind. Yeah,
1: I'm not fucking yeah, I don't call
2: power coasters right. coasters. I knew I'm you were gonna sorry. bring that up though. Sorry, we're on, <laughs> we're on this side of the podcast. So I'll just I'm recording. You can bring program.
1: that up in your other attractions, Mitch. That's yeah. that's all you Okay.
2: in the flat rides. Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: Dark rides or whatever <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah,
2: log plume or whatever, yeah. You yeah.
1: Know, whatever. <laughs> but the time warp,
2: you know, these rides,
1: they get a lot of hate. And I were. I rank flying coasters funny. I would rather ride um, one of these dumb Zamperla flying coasters in a cage than I would a B&M with a pretzel loop.
2: Okay, I can see that.
1: I just think uh, that they're rough and they're janky, but like when you buy into that, it's a lot of fun. It's just like, oh, God, we're twisting and oh, yeah. there's this hairpin turn and I just think they're just A lot of fun to ride
2: i really don't mind it i didn't mind i honestly like it it's fun um being a taller person it helps you brace a little bit more i know people i've actually ridden with a couple of my friends who are like 5'1 5'2 and they are just they get literally rocked around like rocks in a blender (sighs) but having quite large like linebacker shoulders and and a good grip like you can you can ride this one like fun besides the sec the turn to the second heart line everything else about that ride is actually like pretty quirky and pretty fun so I would never say no to riding this nice have you ever ridden one of these Jeff I haven't but I
0: don't need to to know I agree with your uh, don't do pretzel loops that's like the only element that makes me almost black out
2: yeah The, the one on Tatsu literally made me my soul leave my body like it it's like the ride is so like fun and calm whatever and then it's just out of nowhere it's just it it was <laughs> shocking so i mean way, you're like eat
0: shit that's what it feels like it's I just- think the only one that was more brutal to me that i've done was the the superman in, in georgia mm. at mm. least i don't know i but i agree yeah pretzel loops can go to hell <laughs> go
1: to hell pretzel loops
0: <laughs> All right 1991
1: this is to me this is the most underrated coaster in the park vortex the Aero suspended coaster put it on top of a mountain let it do some crazy shit it's such a good ride
2: it's so good it is yeah almost it's almost up there with it almost beats behemoth for me for third best in the park it is that good and it just helps that the ops this year were unbelievable like the ops would dispatch mm-hmm. the train but the one train before the other train and made it to the break it was the wow. break one it was unbelievable um and I agree the, the it was perfectly purpose built for that location in the park they built it around all the lakes putting Yukon right through that last helix was just such a like it was just a perfect add-on to it and it's it's so good, and I I definitely think it's one of the best in the park, and it's probably one of the ones I take people who are scared of coasters on because mm-hmm. a you feel a bit more secure and the restraints and that sort of thing, and b it doesn't while it's fast it doesn't throw you quite around, so mm-hmm. I would say people are really scared of coasters or even scared of heights. This is a good one to go on because you can't really see down below you; it's on top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a. I think it's a coaster for everyone. I really love that.
1: It really is. I can't think of many people that would not want to, would not enjoy this ride. Yeah. About the very least. Um, is this, of the operating arrow suspended coasters, is this like, is this your favorite?
2: Oh yeah. It's by far my favorite. It's not even a question. The Kings Island oh. one, it's, they caught, they cloned Vortex. They obviously, for, for the Kings Island plot of land, they shortened it, and they also shortened the length of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just in its own world all the way over there. Like, it's the weirdest and, and thing. I, I know. I'm sure at night it's a cool ride, but I didn't ride it at night because it doesn't have fast lane for some reason. I had to wait in the stupid regular queue. But um, <laughs> like peasants, you know, like, oh my god. And like, um, why would
1: you go ride that when you could go ride Beast and Mystic Timbers and
2: Diamondback? Like and... Banshee's like right there. And I'm yeah. like, I love them. So it's... Like, it's it. <sighs> I don't know. I, I feel like Vortex is such a, at the heart of Canada's Wonderland. Like it adds so much life and kinetic energy to that, that side of the park um, because you have that and you have Timberwolf Falls and you have Yukon and you have Skyhawk and everything. Oh. It's just such a, it's full of life right there. Whereas I find the bat, even the ride experience on bat feels slower and more tame and, and it really kind of coasts its way to the end. So yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I I love it so much more than then yeah, Ninja eh, and Iron Dragon is just not it. it's, it's not, not it.
3: it.
1: No. Nope. All right. Uh we got another 1981 wooden coaster from Curtis Summers. Wildebeest, Wild Beast? Or wildebeest?
2: Wild Beast. Wild Beast. They Wild added beast. the big they added the E pretty recently, actually.
1: Is that old English or something?
2: Yeah, because it's supposed to be like ye old medieval fair and fair with an e. Beast,
1: how's yeah. this one running? I don't remember much about it.
2: It is definitely on the rougher side. Um, I just for context, I just rode Grizzly at California's Great America, which is the exact same layout. However, they put brand new trains on it, and the one at California's Great America is honestly boring. There's no, it, <laughs> it's so smooth, it's almost boring. Yeah. So Wild Beast is definitely running rougher. Um I used to like it more than Mindbuster, but I think Mindbuster is creeping up there. But overall, just an old kind of rough wooden coaster. Um, I would say if you can ride it, there there. it's not like um Mindbuster was three seat rows per car. I would say it's only two. So I'd say if you can ride in the front of it rather than the back. But overall it's running just okay. Just an old wooden coaster.
1: There you go. Next coaster on the list is um, probably up there for me as far as one of my dis- most disappointing roller coasters. Like I had like high expectations for it, and then I was like, "What the fuck was that?" Wonder Mountain's <laughs> Guardian, um, yeah. part coaster, part warehouse with guns. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so weird. Yeah. It's, so it, yeah. Uh, so the the coaster part you see from like the outside, and then when you go inside you know that there's a dark ride segment in there but when you get in there you're just like looking at screens and it feels like you're just going through a warehouse in a fake mountain shooting at things and the the when i rode like the lighting of the screens was like really dim too It was just yeah. like what what the hell is this thing
2: yeah it's it's <sighs> very disappointing it is the slowest line in the park um, one of the shortest rides in the park mm-hmm. and definitely a disappointment. I would say after this ride, Canada's Wonderland hasn't invested in anything with such a low capacity ever since, just because of just how the crowds that yeah. this park gets. So you have to rope
1: drop this in the morning if you want to ride it. Oh,
2: yeah, road trip or like last. That's what we did. we yeah. did last. We got last ride at night, and it still took forty five minutes when we got because they closed it about a half an hour before park closed. Just because it was that, it still took for To be fair, in twenty twenty one, they're running. To be and, fair, yeah, to be fair, they're only running one train on it. It's just it's it, Oh, listen, you got to you got to listen to our Prairie Coasting episode about about the about our my haunt experience. It was terrible. It was oh no, it was with Sean when we had Sean on. We talked about um. There's one. It's it's a, it just looks like a disaster right now. So um, definitely, How can
1: ride even operate with one train. Like, why so would they even do that?
2: Here's my. There's a, so it's just they're having a lot of issues with it, like tech issues and that sort of thing. So one train is holds four people, so two per car. One train holds two people, and the other other car is just fully empty. And then one train is cycling the track with nothing on it there's like the, there's like the skeletons there's like um at, you know when they cover up gas station pumps and they don't work all that plastic is covering it and they're just cycling it like, through and so they, it comes to the station and they have to they have to wait and then they dispatch it is painful um it's however like, they're just, they
1: just getting errors on it like and they can't I take no it idea.
2: off. <laughs> I don't know why they can't transfer it. It's, I, I do not know. Um, <laughs> if I had to provide tips for someone who's visiting the park for the first time, I would say the park is a slightly better experience at night because because, like you said, Coaster Bro, the, the, the screens aren't very bright. So you're by the time your eyes are adjusted to the inside, it's not really not really good. Whereas if you ride it at night, it does help with the effect mm. a little bit. To, to, um, to ride it at night and if you come during Haunt I have heard the zombie overlay is much better than the dragon one so mm. that would be my two tips for it. Um, I honestly would highly recommend coming at Haunt and then waiting until right before they close the line because then it only take about half an hour to 45 minutes but um, yeah, not, not a good ride. Dang.
0: Coaster Bro, you remember Jeepers at Great Mall the Great Plains? Sure do. This look like a, I'm cycling through the pictures of this, and the portions that look indoors. This roller coaster doesn't look out of place for something that might be in Jeepers.
1: <laughs> just a indoor Miler Kitty coaster. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, we got one more coaster to catch up on, and I got to see this ride getting built when I visited. I got to see they had just laid the track piece for the station. So I don't know what year that would have been. Would that have been 2018?
2: 2018. Yeah, it would have been 2018.
1: That's when I visited. But how's Yukon Striker being a dive coaster?
2: It's amazing. It is <laughs> so, so... I'm a Yukon Striker fanboy. I'm looking at my Yukon Striker hat. I have the matching shirt. I also have the string backpack. So I am that cringy enthusiast you see walking around. But it is... It's so good. It It... it I don't want to, like... Bruin it too much. I've talked about this ride a million times, but the one thing I love about it is, it's a dive coaster that doesn't die after the second element. I mean, if you've been on Valraven or Griffin or Shikra, after the Emmelman, you go right into a mid-course break run. And while the second half is cool, it, it doesn't do it. Whereas Yukon, one of the things it does so well is its speed and you have five or six elements before the mid-course break run. And while the second half is nothing to write home about, like it's not, it's more for the visuals, I'd much prefer having that crazy speed and and everything like that. and another thing I love about this, similar to what I um, said about vortex is they they put this in a, such a visual spot. There's so many times it goes above the path and and interacts with other rides in the park. So I think not only is the ride experience good, I think the theming was you know top tier for Cedar Fair and uh, and I think that uh, it's just the visuals are so beautiful so, Highly recommend. I would say this is probably most people's favorite ride if they're not an enthusiast. Like everyone I've ever visited Canada's Wonderland with that isn't an enthusiast. This is their favorite ride just because of that anticipation and, and that sort of thing. And you, when you're sitting on an edge seat, going looking down at that water tunnel, you don't know it, it's, it looks tight from, from like <laughs> 200 plus feet. So um, yeah, love this ride.
1: Oh, I got to get back up and ride it. Cause I do, I do love a good dive coaster you sleep good. on dive coasters.
2: It's think, good. General. I'm almost disappointed. I rode this one first or second one of that thing because when I went uh, to ride Griffin, like I I loved Griffin, but I got off it and I was like, oh, it was so good. But that mid course, like <laughs> mid course right so after better. the moment, it's just like uh, like right to a stop. And and so I did like it, and I and I still do love Griffin and um and and Val Raven, but it's just Yukon Just it, it it it's so not even a contest because it's just like inversion 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 airtime and then you slow so
1: yeah well there you go you got all the coasters now uh we gotta we gotta go over because this park is known for flat rides and other rides and it's not just all about the coasters believe it or not as you would think it would be because there's a whole page of them but let's see what we got for other attractions mitch
2: um well other attractions this ride this park like you said is also known, is known for flat rides so um, I will try to do alphabetical, but I, I might derail because <laughs> I, like they, I have my favorites and stuff like that, but, um, starting off with the only indoor ride in the park, the fully indoor ride is Boo Blasters. They of course have Boo, Boo Blasters. Um, not my personal favorite dark ride. And also this one doesn't have fast lane and you know me and mm-hmm. ride doesn't have fast lane. I rarely ride it because <laughs> I'm not a person, So, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It has a Intamin drop tower, which are which is actually located right beside Leviathan. Um, I love this thing. That these are these are these are really great rides. I I much prefer these to an s mm-hmm. drop tower personally. That's I much prefer the taking us up and anticipating and dropping. But one thing I don't love about this one is they count you down at the top. So instead of the anticipation of just letting you go, they count you down, and I I don't love that. I don't. It's not my favorite. I just
1: know it's coming. Nah.
2: Um, it's just not it's not as good in my opinion but um, I am uh, not I'm skipping a lot of the, ki- the kids rides because just as a, if you've never been to Camps one there are two kids sections side by side Kidsville and Camp Snoopy and they are packed full of kiddie rides so just oh, if, yeah. you have a, if you're coming with kids this is the good park we're just not going to go over the rides because there's just so many of them um, one of the newer-ish attractions to add to the park is Lumberjack, which is basically a themed version of at carnivals those rides that kind of invert you and hang you over. I've, I've seen them at the Stampede, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's cool because they did theme it to axes, so it, it literally <laughs> has axes on them, which I which I think is really cool. <laughs> but it i don't know nothing nothing crazy to write home about so um yeah one of those rides that
1: just look really good from the midway and you're just happy it's there but you're like i don't need to ride that
2: yeah exactly yeah it's it it looks good It, it fits well with that it's in that entrance to frontier canada so it fits well with another ride i'll talk about in a little bit too but yeah it's it's fine um Another one, their disc ride is not one of the Zamperla ones, unfortunately. It's one of the Mondial ones, Cyclone. Um, I do not like these rides. The this is if you are a person of height or a person of um, large shoulders or just big in general, like me. These Mondial Cyclones, I would say, of all rides in the park, this will be the toughest to fit into. Um, my shoulders were truly like bruised after they like shoved on this ride which <laughs> sucks because i've ridden a zamperla giant discovery and i there is no problem with that at all so um yeah so i i wouldn't recommend riding it
1: i'm glad i know that sucks now because i uh, almost accidentally rode it thinking it was a zamperla ride
2: no and it's so short it's probably half the ride cycle of a zamperla giant discovery like it's oh, awful it's so <laughs> bad it's, I think my, I think that's my least favorite flat ride in the park. If I had to think about it, I think that is my least favorite that I've ridden. So wow. Yeah. Um, next one is one I actually haven't ridden, but it's it was up this year. We there's there was rumors of it being closed, is Riptide, which is a top spin style ride. Um, these are the ones with the fountain still, so you get not during COVID, but usually you can get quite wet. During it, um, there was a big rumor that it was closing because they actually had the gondolas off of it and they had them oh. stored. But they've actually just doing full work on it, so it opened fully this year. Um, I didn't ride it because, unfortunately, I have heard that it's quite a a push for people with big shoulders as well. But mm. next season, I'm hoping to ride it. Um, okay, yeah.
0: Do the problems um, here sound familiar, Poster Bro, with a certain old world's a fun ride?
1: Yeah, it looks just like uh, the old Thunderhawk.
0: Yeah, uh, Getting blasted ours, by
1: fountains and
0: right. If I recall, ours was continuously out because I don't know if it was just poorly taken care of, but I guess the guts were rusting a whole
2: bunch because of the fountains or something. Ooh, water is
1: not good with uh, metal.
2: No, no. I think Lagoon has one of those rides too. I've heard. I've heard people say, but um, yeah, they're not. I don't think there's there. There they're very abundant anymore, but this one still, Riptide is still kicking. There you go. Um, moving on is Shockwave, which I don't know what this model is. Everyone is, it's one of the ones where it's like an arm of five and then the, the gondolas spin. What are um, called? I don't remember what they're called, but it's fairly new in the park. Um, I love it. I actually really like this ride, but it one when, this is one of the rides that we'll see going forward that really shines at night. They've added a light to it. it looks very much carnival styley, and it looks beautiful at night I really love it when they do run it during haunt because it's very foggy around there and it just looks very cool with the, with the fog around there
1: is it called a top scan maybe yeah. that sounds familiar yeah top scan yeah I've never ridden one of these but like I hear they're awesome
2: I like I honestly like them the um it is very free flowing. Like the, the gondolas do depend on how many people are in your in your um, uh, row, so it does. You do get a different ride experience each time. But I like it. I've ridden it three or four times this season, and all times I'm like, honestly, enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah, I have to hop on one of those. Come on, come on up. Hey, you're here in Toronto. We'll go. Oh drink. yeah, I forgot. We're on a road <laughs> trip. Uh, I don't <laughs> think it's open during Winterfest. Darn. We'll just have ah. to sneak in. We'll operate it. It's fine. Hey, at
1: least you're open during Winterfest.
2: I mean, barely, honestly, it was like five rides. There's everyone's favorite flat ride, Thunder Run, is the only thing that's moved. Um, (laughs) Skyhawk is just a typical Skyhawk one that you flip and all that stuff. I've gotten a total of three flips on it once. And that's my my one. Uh, Next one alphabetically is arguably, I would say, by far the most popular flat ride and the star of the park in my personal opinion, is Sledgehammer, the only, I think it was a Zamperla jump, it's either Mondial or Zamperla, but the model is a jump two, and it was developed specifically for Canada's Wonderland. This thing is the, kind of the lightning rod of the park, (laughs) if you go and it's open, you ride it right away. Um, Now, I can't even describe to you the sensations that this gives. It's a mix of airtime and laterals and every, it's just, it. it's a fantastic ride. Um, I once waited two hours for it to open and it was just, it just ended up being one of those like silly days. You know, when you're a pass older and you have like nothing better to do at the park than just sit around and wait for a closed
1: mm-hmm. ride. It was just
2: a fun day for that. So
1: oh,
2: um, did I didn't you ride this when you Was it open?
1: So I'm pissed. Cause I, um it was open like all day every time we walked by but uh theme park stud my wife neither one wanted to ride it so i didn't ride it i would have rode it with you i
2: know you would have uh, same here it's so good news the last month it everyone says this is the most consistent it's ever run they've actually got there was three of the spitting gondolas down and they actually got one back up so now there's only two down so and it had was open all during fawn i think there was only one day it was down so it's the most consistent it's ever run so we're hoping that starting in april like do this because it was closed all of july this year so Mm -hmm. it we're hoping that uh for next year it uh it comes back with its back to its full uh full potential
1: that'd be great every day
2: Um, let's do this Coming to the end year of our flat flat rides, Soaring Timbers, which I don't know the models of flat rides. Sorry, fam. I, I don't know the. No, models, I don't either. It's one of the swinging arm things with the two rotating things. Again, actually one of the newer flat. I think it was 2017 was its edition. So it's quite a new flat ride. Um, I have never ridden this. I actually was one of the few major ones I have not ridden. Um, but... This one is cool again because the lights at night it looks beautiful. They themed it again to that frontier Canada, so yeah, it's. uh I've heard medium things about it. Um Did you ride any of these flat rides? Sorry, I'm blasting these flat rides, dude. Did I, ride really I, days?
1: we rode the. We called it airplanes.
2: Skyhawk. Oh, you rode the Skyhawk. Okay, that's a classic one. Yeah,
1: it's fun. It's uh, we, we should have rode more. We were so focused on if i could go back and do it again we were so focused on getting the credits and then we got most of them and then we were just like peace let's get out of here and we
2: skipped the flats there's so that's the thing i always say with canada's wonderland you need minimum two days because you need the the days to get the the credits and then the days to get the flats and sort of i guess like the lay of the park yeah um and that's one thing i guess on the side i'll say is i love canada's wonderland's layout it's not confusing at all Nothing is kind of out in its own little world. I call it, it has the inner circle and then the outer circle. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of do all of it and all the rides kind of go out from there. So I do like that there's no dead ends or anything like that. I, I would say that they've, they've they've corrected with Yukon Striker being built, they've corrected an old dead end. So it used to dead end over at Behemoth, but they've yeah. actually added a separate path now that cuts back to Yukon Striker. So nice. now the park is just is in such a good layout so i was i screw you i fuck you bush gardens williamsburg that was just the worst. (laughs) why who built that park (laughs) the park park is like the worst laid out ever and layout for me is a huge thing
1: well there you go i never thought of the layout of this thing but uh yeah i don't remember ever really hitting a dead end it just it's really easy to get from one side to the other
2: and yeah it's not far even even the farthest coasters are not like a track you're not talking like it's like the bat to mystic timbers or it's like not, <laughs> it's not a big trek it's it's really not yeah so you love that about it um the next roller coaster slash flat ride is thunder run the uh powered mock coaster as coaster Bros says uh that goes through wonder mountain sounds like a dark I, ride to me mitch i don't know it, about that I, it, on this podcast, your rules. So we're it's a we in a, a house right? rules
1: here. Mitch can't be talking about power coaster you're being
2: coasters. My, you're in my country, <laughs> Canada. That's so. true. Um, but uh, no, this thing is actually probably I would say the tightest squeeze on terms of lap bars, um, even more than Taxi Jam, which is hilarious. But it's fun. There's some theming in the mountain. Um, you go through the layout twice. It's it's pretty good i i have no complaints about it it again doesn't have um fast lanes so i'm not a peasant i'm not waiting for it but yeah
1: <laughs> now this ride this ride used to just sit somewhere else didn't it before it was put into the mountain or am i just dreaming yeah.
2: that so i don't know the full story of it but i don't think it originally went through the mountain i think either okay. it was built around the mountain or it was put somewhere else i actually don't know the history of it off the top of my head but it wasn't how it is now was not originally what what it it, it was so
1: okay so it was a dark ride somewhere else, and then they moved it into a exact yeah, ride place.
2: somewhere. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, we go. There yeah, we
1: go. that's why. See, even Canada's Wonderland knows.
2: Oh yeah, they know they know they can move flat rides anywhere. They'll put it in the mountain for sure.
1: Yeah, there you go.
2: Um to uh for our our good friend Josh who lives the log life or log log, <laughs> log whatever he says. Live we log have- life. Log life, yeah. We don't have a log flume anymore at Canada's Wonderland, wow. but we do have two water rides at uh, Timberwolf Falls, which is just a, probably the most simple shoot-the-shoots ride, like even shorter and less steep than Snake River Falls at Cedar Point. But it does the job. You get absolutely soaked. But the best thing about uh, that is being on the bridge. So if you don't want to wait in line, but it's a stupid hot day out,
3: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you can just stand on the bridge and get a little wet or anything like that it's been a couple days i've had to do that (laughs) nice yeah and then um i think the last couple on here then the next one of course is whitewater canyon just a very typical white water ride i've actually never ridden this because i the line is so long usually and it's way off in the back but this one is slated to eventually leave so get your rides on it before it goes and the last one i'll mention that's kind of of note that i i really like is windseeker it's right beside yukon striker so it is so cool getting to the top and looking like right into the eyes of people going down the, it is wow <laughs> really something special i've ridden it both at the at, at day and night it is the the placement of it like i mean obviously it was yukon wasn't there when it was there but just another one of the reasons when they really thought about when how they were going to build yukon Mm -hmm. it is truly spectacular seeing yukon from that point of view after riding it so many times and seeing it so i would say don't miss this ride if you just want to get like just an incredible view of of yukon so that's uh kind of the flat ride collection at uh at wonderland you know one
0: thing i noticed. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, for all the flat rides they've got, I
2: didn't see a Ferris wheel. Nope, no Ferris wheel. Nope. That's interesting. There's a couple missing items in the in the in the um in the lineup. They they de- they de- definitely tend to focus on less traditional ones. Like, mean they do have two carousels. There's the carousel in Kidsville and the carousel in um, the the old timey part of it. And they also have the swings. But even the kids. Ville section has some pretty unique like Beagle Brigade is kind of a fun, unique flat ride, and some of their more other flat rides are, are are definitely more on the unique side rather than just a standard theme park one. So no, it's a it's a great great park. That's why I say minimum two days. I would say willing to get kind of the full feel of the park, or else you're just flying to get all the credits.
1: <laughs> it's true. We got all our credits in by like five, because it was raining. And uh, mm, yeah. you know we missed like the SLC and the, the wild mouse, but um, like I said, man, it was just like I just want to go back now and and ride some of these flat rides
2: I missed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I another one. I uh, think one thing I can't really comment on that much is the water park. Um, the Splashworks. I have not been. Um, oh, nice. but I don't want to touch on it too too much. Um, it is a very standard. I've actually asked. In preparation of this um, of this uh, episode, I've asked some friends on it, and they said honestly, if you have a third day at Wonderland, it's probably it's it's fine to go to, but it's not really a it's not a great one. Um, it's a lot of walking because the way that the park is laid out, Mindbuster bisects Splashworks, oh, nice. so you have to cross these bridges to get there. So they say it's like not really a nice experience. Like even it's I don't know it. It's not great. I mean, you have your classic, you have your classic rides. Um, I mean, your bowl slides and, and your and your drop slides and that kind of thing. But if mm-hmm. you're coming to Ontario, there's a couple other theme parks that I'd recommend um, to go to. But yeah, I don't really, I, I haven't been, so I can't comment too too much on that water park. Well, Mitch, I know you hate the food
1: here. Jeff, I know you'll probably love the food here. So I'm just kind of interested to hear how this goes.
0: I, I tried to pick the. I don't know, uh, less traditional fare, I think, because there's some different options here. Uh, one thing I would like to call out first, and I think, uh, Logan was telling me about these, uh, beaver tails, yeah. the delicious Canadian answer to elephant ears and, uh, the bane of my existence, funnel cakes, uh, it's fried dough covered in some delicious options. I was looking at pictures and they've got all sorts of sweet stuff smeared on there. It looks really, really good. Fried dough. And that's yeah. a
1: that's a very Canadian experience too. You'll see beaver tails. Like I remember going to just downtown Toronto, and then having beaver tails just hanging, just
2: pretty much everywhere. <laughs> I thought. I mean, it's for it's for tour. Like very, Canadians very rarely eat beaver tails. Mm-hmm. It's for definitely for like Americans and on. So you'll find them in the Viewport in Montreal. You'll find them in downtown Vancouver. You'll find them in Whistler and Banff. All the places tourists go, you'll find beaver tails. I think I've only had one, one twice, maybe. But it is a it is a very, like, Canadian thing. But, on um, Jeff, unfortunately, the funnel cakes are probably the most popular um, food at Canada's Wonderland. They're the ones, like, people will wait three hours for fun- One time, there was a tornado warning, and people were still in line for the funnel cakes um, at Wonderland. It is by far the most popular um, uh, food option at Wonderland. So, I've, I've never uh- had one, but...
0: I won't hate on people that like funnel cakes. I just, I've never had a good experience with one. I usually like, even if I take like just a, a few nibbles, I wind up sick. I, oh, I don't God. know if I've just had a streak of bad luck with them, but I just, I just tend to stay away from them now. I don't know what yeah. the deal is. They just look so, this look too much, too much. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Coaster bro, break the tie or there's not really a tie here. What do you think of uh, funnel cakes?
1: They're good for a few bites. Um, had a gluten-free funnel cake at Holiday World. Real good.
2: Oh, I remember you said that. I remember we talked yeah. about that.
1: Take the gluten out and it's better. Maybe, yeah. I don't know.
2: It's just we've talked about that. I've talked with so much time on the show. I don't really want to go to parks and have to spend the rest of the day on the toilet. Like <laughs> I, like I much prefer getting food that is. If it's good, it's great. I just like I find that. Just yeah, you, know, you think about your funnel case, think about that kind of stuff. It's just like, I just feel like I'm going to be on the toilet and not riding coasters, which is where I want to right. be. So. It's a
0: waste of time. Yeah. And actually segues excellently into the next place I listed uh, because I think that there should be more options like this uh, at all parks. The grab and go market. Uh, light options for a full amusement park day. They've got salads, they've got wraps, and they've got snacks. So this, this place is, is-
2: one of my favorites. It's highly underrated. They have gluten-free, lots of gluten-free options. They, If you follow a halal or kosher diet, they have specific like refrigerators for those food items. Oh, and then they awesome. have specific vegan stuff as well. So I've eaten here a couple of times, had a vegan pasta salad, which is excellent. But even just getting like apples, bananas, and a salad, and, and it's just nice. I, I, I am a huge fan of the grab-and-go market is is
1: the grab and go market is that over by the slc no
2: no that's back lot back lot oh. this, this, so this is um this is right by thunder run actually so it's right it's it's um wow. when you come around the mountain on the left you get the cheese, the mac and cheese place the poutine place and then the grab and go market's facing backwards towards the fly the the wild mouse Oh, okay hi, this place i can't recommend it enough i especially if you have an allergy or dietary restrictions which is something that I know, I think Jeff, we talked about when you were on our podcast that like parks do not think about allergies enough or think about, you know, I mean, halal and kosher, especially halal in Toronto, like millions of people follow that diet and you need to be able to um, give them options and not not just crappy options, but good options. And I, I think it's probably one of the places that I'm like, not ashamed of at Canada's Wonderland.
0: I think as far as the food options at Worlds of Fun. It's a matter of not whether or not it should be on there, but how much barbecue sauce should be on whatever you're getting.
1: <laughs> but that's the dietary needs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got a gluten um, allergy? We'll just put a little bit on there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You'll probably make it. We have toilets right here. We're simple people down in the Midwest. <laughs> uh, well, to uh, completely do a 180 in my next selection uh opted for the mess hall uh which has build your own poutine build your own mac and cheese or build your own tater tots and you can put stuff like buttered chicken or pierogies on top uh that's an end of day thing for me if i'm doing it i don't want to do that first thing because that sounds like an overload and somebody's gonna have to roll me to each ride but sounds like an interesting not uh you know once covid has died down more of course because I imagine it's a buffet style just in description but mess all uh, no it's,
2: a, it's a, just a counter it's a little counter mm. yeah so it's right below Yukon and it's just a, it's a little counter but honestly it's it does the job I think similar to what you said it's a good sharing option like a build your own that sort of thing but um, yeah that's a, I would say this is a place that I, doesn't actively make me mad but also one major key about this is it's off the beaten track. So that back mm. area doesn't see that many people. So it's probably one of the food places that Canada's one of them that has the least amount of lines. And sometimes that's just kind of the best place to go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You uh, you had me at no line. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next option I've got here, uh, I tend to try and do a shout for something beer related for Coaster Bro. Uh, they've got the Muskoka if I pronounce that right, craft Burger and Beer. Uh, Burgers and a selection of beers from the Muskoka Brewery.
2: It's honestly, it was very popular this year. The Muskoka Brewery actually made specific beers for Canada's Wonderland. Like only, and you can only buy buy it there. Um, And they had, and it looks like they had some great burgers. Unfortunately, the Impossible Burger they had could not be made vegan, which is hilarious. So the patty (laughs) is vegan but they could not make it with a vegan bun or vegan sauce. So the only thing we can give you is lettuce in the patty. And I was like, oh, okay. So in terms of the vegan stuff, not great, but vegetarian and anything else, definitely one of the best um, and one of the newer options that I would uh, definitely recommend if you're in the back area of the park.
0: Awesome. Now, uh, you know, I don't know what the liquor laws are like up there. Uh, You mentioned that they have some beers... Uh, available specific for the park are there any options where you might be able to take some home i doubt um, I, it
2: but i don't so i they they can't unfortunately so in ontario all the alcoholic bottles like that are sold like that are sold in government liquor stores so it's called the mm. lcbo the liquor commission board of ontario so you I, unfortunately can't take those home i think you can actually go to the muskoka craft beer and every once in a while like the actual brewery wherever it is and i think every once in a while they'll have like a pop-up of that brew and that beer before that beer but usually um i think at that location in canada well, then you can only get just the the pints or whatever
0: okay awesome well uh the last one tim hortons can't go a full episode in canada without giving a shout to timmy's i don't let him know it's, uh uh you know it's a simple way to start your day. You get coffee and a donut or a bagel or some other pastry. Tim Hortons. I ate it
1: like 69 times when I was in Canada. Nice. Oh, I'm so sorry. Ah.
2: I see uh, I, uh, your
1: co-host Logan, man. He's got a Tim Hortons cup every
0: day in his hand.
2: I know. I don't know how his, his intestines do it. It It's like a battery acid for me. Does
0: uh, I don't know.
2: I don't want to
0: have logan hear this and and uh go off the deep end or anything not saying that because he works at pools but uh does uh, tim hortons have uh any sort of cadbury products um
2: not that i know of i don't think actually every once in a while they'll have like a mini egg donut i think it's at like at easter but cool. i think in terms of drinks no because all their drinks come from like a machine like they don't nothing's mm. ever fresh there it's Uh-oh. all all like like they're it's like they're literally their lattes come from you put the cup under you press a button and it comes from that and their coffee is just like in a it just comes from like frozen instant packets so nothing's ever fresh there so maybe one day they could do it because they could just bottle up that Cadbury mini egg crap and put it in there <laughs> put it in the machine and they can press the button and go so
0: I, I had to give him a shout here because yeah. I, I mean I I I particularly am fond of Cadbury eggs themselves. I've not had any of the bastardized Cadbury uh, products like the creamer, but uh, I'm fine with the eggs. Love it. Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah, Tim Hortons, get your breakfast there if you want to, uh, if you didn't get to stop somewhere outside the park before getting your
2: day rolling.
1: If you didn't stop at Timmy Hortons already, go to Timmy Hortons.
2: Right. If you haven't been, I would say go, but unfortunately in the park, it, I, again, Canada's Rowland has a huge line. So I, I, I don't know if you'd want to avoid the lines and you want lots of options. I would say Backlot. Backlot Cafe is my go-to in the park. Um, cause there's like four or five different stations and doesn't have a line, which is major key. Um, that's what, kind of my go-to. I think they have like a Mexican station, a Indian, Mediterranean, burger and Italian all in the same place. So kind of fits everyone's um, sort of taste, but that'd be my go-to if I had to, this is the one, that's the one right by um, Flight Deck, but no. if you're in the park and you've never had it, Tim Horton's sure, Pizza Pizza's also in the park, but I would also, <laughs> that will also put you right to the toilet, so.
0: Now I can't remember if Logan talked about this and I don't know if they're there. Uh, King of Air. Have you ever had any or, uh, donair?
2: I've is had donairs, donairs before. I've had donaires before, and there is a donair at Backlot Cafe, but I don't think that specific King of Donair is in at Wonderland. But donair is a very big thing in Canada. And remind me, it's similar to euros, isn't it? Yeah, similar to a euro, but literally it's just a giant spinning thing of meat on the on, yeah. the, on, the, on the on the thing. So yeah, very similar to a euro, but um, yeah, there's something Canadian about about donair. There's a pizza place. In Calgary, whenever we talk about Calgary, there's a pizza place called Senores, and they're known for their Donair pizza and their Donair sauce. Um, and it, it's like a two hour wait for pizza, it's like so popular, but um, yeah, Donair is kind of a kind of a Canadian icon food. I learned about it on Trailer Park Boys, yes. <laughs> and Tra- and Trailer Park Boys from the east coast, where Donair is huge in the east coast, Donair is everywhere, yeah. <laughs> I learned everything I learned about Canada either on Letter <laughs> Kenny
0: uh, or Trailer Card Boys. <laughs> oh, my I'm kidding, of course. Yeah, but well, awesome. Yeah, that's our uh, food options at Canada's Wonderland. Beautiful, and we have we
1: have highlighted everything in Toronto. Every fucking thing that yeah. we could think of <laughs> has been highlighted. Thanks for joining us, Mitch. That was a good time.
2: Of course, that was I love talking about. Well, I'll talk about myself as you I've heard if you listen to the podcast, but I love talking about where I live. It was a, uh, it was a great time. And I can I love showing you around. It was so great. Yes. And Mitch, you got to tell us
1: where we can find you. I know we've, we've tried to plug Prairie coasting as much as you guys do on your show and we still weren't successful, but go ahead, plug, plug where we can find you.
2: That's okay. Personally, you can find me at coaster travel on Instagram um that is my only place on instagram but you can find the show also prairie coasting p-r-a-i-r-i-e coasting uh on instagram and all the major podcast listening places um i think logan had a twitter at one point but i don't think that's 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 thing anymore um but yeah that's where you can find me and you can also find us in the coaster cuz discord server i jump in I am I'm, I'm there once a week, um, and I do say my piece. But uh, Logan is much more um, active, and he will be. He would love to chat with you, and I will love to just every every once in a while poke my head in there.
1: Beautiful. Well, thanks for coming out. You guys are the reason I know how to spell prairie now. I love it. I <laughs> Don't <you guys> know <laughs> to Google it for a while. <laughs> my man, I've got it down. Yeah. All right, and and you found. After you go find all that, all those places where Coaster Travel's at, where, where Prairie Coasting's at, make sure you're following us on the show on, on all the platforms as well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at CoasterCuzzies. And make sure you go on, rate the podcast, wherever you rate podcasts at. I think it's only on Apple. That's what Theme Park Said tells me every week. And um, So go ahead and do that. And then we also, CoasterCuzzies.com slash store. We have merchandise. That you can buy It's got little Coaster Cuzzy logos And little Only Scramblers Logos that you can That that Mitch's co-host Designed for us (laughs) Which Is hilarious And um, Yeah We appreciate you guys Hope you have fun In Toronto Motherfuckers
2: Yeah
0: Uh, Stay flying Somebody had to say it
2: Oh It's hard to end the show Without theme park stud Right Stay flying America What does he say? Stay fly, America. Stay I fly. Think. You should say, "Stay fly, Canada." In the. Stay in fly the Canada. Oh yeah. 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 Right.
1: Stay fly, Canada.